You are listening to the Winnibus.net Podcast Network. From the depths of pop culture rises a beast of unimaginable obsession to wreak havoc on the podcast of man. This is the Giganticast. Pretty gigantic. It's pretty yeah. much a podcast. I mean, with the reverb turned up, and it's <laughs> it, it really gives the impression that I know what I'm doing. It does. <laughs> it's amazing what post work will do in the studio. I know. Thankfully, I don't have to do any of it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> just true. I appreciate that. So, uh, it has been a long time since. Your old Uncle Matt's had an episode, kids. That's true. Uh, yeah. You just got out of the mm. hospital, so you're okay now. I mean, it was a lot of bullfighting. Which... <laughs> Pretty touch and go there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and surprisingly, more chickens than you'd think. Yeah, I couldn't. I lost count. It was exactly the amount of chickens I thought. Personally. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. talk about. So you've Matt... had many of these kinds of incidents before. Uh, well, you know, Matt's episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So um, you know, th- this is uh, this is our my podcast for those of you uh, tuning in for the first time, I guess. Which. I'm going to guess that most of the people listening have heard the gigantic guest before, but just in case, um, this is uh, this is a podcast that I kicked down Chris's door one day. Chris over here is uh, one of my recurring co-hosts, also maybe the guy who runs oneofus.net. I don't know. In this uh, particular capacity, I am but a sidekick. Aww. You guys are kind of the co-hosts. The Angurist, my Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Robin on Howard Stern at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're just here, we're talking about um, the stuff that's kind of relevant to, well, it's just sort of the, the stuff I want to talk about, and since the stuff I'm usually associated with is giant monster related and kaiju related and tends to spill into other territories... Uh, you know, I figured, no, let's talk about it. Let's but, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it seems like you're the type of guy who, like, if you're going to talk this much anyway, you might as well record it. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> and I've also got <gasps> another special guest, one of my only other recurring guests. You were on... You were on our Shin Godzilla episode, honey. I was. Yes, you were. Ha- you were asleep halfway through it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that that know, sounds like me. You might know her from the wedding of Matt and Morgan Frank, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. Oh, no, definitely not true. No. Well, I was going to say, honey, you also are gaining a little bit of notoriety online for uh, uh, riffing on kaiju movies with me recently. That is a lot of fun. I do love tearing down the things that you that are important to you and that you love. <laughs> that is a wife's job. Yeah. I mean, if we've learned well anything. <sighs> just going to bury that pain. Um, but, uh, no. Um, well, so that over there is Morgan. Everybody say hi, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. <laughs> hey, Morgan. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Um, the exit so y- is over there. <laughs> So, you know, uh, I figured that, well, basically the way this particular episode is came about was Chris had put out the word that you guys were going to do an end of year 2017, rolling into 2018, wrap up podcast. Yes. And Best I... everything. Yes. And uh, I really wanted to come in for that. And I... Didn't get to do it. No, I'm um, sad you could make it. Yeah, so it, it was sounds a big like, room to be fair. But. Well, it sounds like it could have been would have been fun, but the yeah. schedule, the timing just didn't work out. 
So I figured it would be fun to go ahead and do an episode of the Gigantic Cast and do a little 2017 retrospective. I mean, we're already in 2018, but uh, we're in that window, I think. Um, so the best of 2017 from gigantic ass perspective. Yes, okay. a much l- smaller and yet larger perspective. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we were talking jokes. <laughs> These are the jokes people laugh. <laughs> uh, maybe if we laugh, he'll let us go. Um, <laughs> Morgan and I will just derail him and talk about Star Trek. <laughs> Could we? You know, I'm almost tempted to have a special gigantic cast of just you guys talking about Star Trek. It'll just be like... We totally could. You get us going. We go off in a corner at parties and stuff, and he finds us over there. We've been talking for like an hour and a half about the intricacies and the tiny little details of like something on Deep Space Nine. It kills me because I I honestly... I, I like Star Trek. Mm. I like it just fine. I don't... But but the thing I like more... Just (laughs) fine? Just... Fine. It's on now. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, but what makes me, what I like more are my friends' enthusiasm for mm. it. Like, like I, I, that's one of the things that I've always liked is even if I'm not, even if I don't, like, if you ever sit down and actually listen to Jeff Schusler talk about uh, Superman, mm-hmm. it's super cool and interesting because he's got so many opinions. Or Jason Murphy talk about Spider-Man. Yes. You know. Or, or anything Jason Murphy deems. Yeah, or Matt Frank talk about Kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's kind of what we're here to talk about today, you know, I... Feared I'd cobble together my my council here, my little war council, and um, Love my ox. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. No. no. I'll kick it real hard. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Get out. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're we're gonna look back at 2017 because one of the things I thought was really interesting about 2017 is that we are in this interesting resurgence period for giant monster media it's sort of becoming a big thing again it kind of started back in i want to say 2012 with uh pacific rim mm. and that sort of showed everyone what you could do with the genre with modern technology uh, it was just unfortunate that pacific rim didn't do very well and almost tanked the genre out the gate did well enough to have a sequel coming out shortly which I honestly never thought that would happen. Uh, none of us did. No. But, uh, you know, but, you know, going into 2017, we had a couple of pretty interesting... Cat on me. Uh, <laughs> that That's going to happen when uh, you record at the Cox Studio. I just, but they're just so cute. Um, so, you know, we had a couple of really interesting kind of moments in the genre that happened this year. We had... We had Kong Skull Island come out. Indeed. Colossal. Indeed. It came out. Uh, Power Rangers, which is sort of kaiju adjacent. Sure. It's Matt Frank adjacent is sure. what it is. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it charts the same course. Um, and we had a new animated Godzilla movie, which I'm the only person in the room that saw that. So, I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, it came out in Japan. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, we had a... Uh, get my... <clears throat> let me get my notes. Get notes there. Um, we also had uh, the most recent Ultraman series wrapped up, and Morgan and I just finished that. I loved it. I made a special dinner and everything. What, so you... Because she was going to be forced to watch all the Ultraman episodes? <laughs> I mean, oh, I no, have to... I love Ultraman. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Ultra... Uh, Morgan is actually probably one of the biggest Ultraman fans I know in Where? my life. Like, I, I know a couple other people, but they're not here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's the biggest Ultraman fan other than me in this room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's that's in a nutshell. 
Um, you know, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit, uh, oh, I do, it's not giant monster, but again, it charts the same course. I also really want to talk about Shape of Water, because I know that the three of us saw that and really enjoyed it. Yeah, very much. So, uh, and you know, we can talk a little bit about what's coming out next year as well. There's some really interesting stuff that's going to be happening next year and in the next couple of years. Yeah, I was looking at a couple of memes out there where it's just showing all the different things coming out in the next two years or so that are kaiju related. I was like, wow, that, you're right, kaiju is back. Yeah, it's sort of how it, it sort of became this underground thing that kind of came up. Like, like the superheroes are really dominating the industry right now, have been dominating it for a while. Mm. But it feels like it, it, it kind of between the cracks, this new kaiju genre is sort of squeezing up. And it's like, hey, guys, you're, you're, you're tired of your superheroes that, uh, that talk? And uh, tired of uh, <laughs> of tired of expanded franchises that have to have the same actors come back over and over again. We got CGI characters. <laughs> I'm not tired of any of those. Things. I know you're not, <laughs> but, but it does. I've been saying for years they really need to make a Marvel movie where the villain is Finn Fang Foom. I would love kaiju. that big talking dinosaur-ish type lizard he's a, yeah, he's a who, dragon. who wears purple underwear for some reason. The purple pants is a thing that kills me. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I feel like somebody somewhere was like, we're going to make it so he's from the, the Hulk from the distant future. God, that would be... Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah. That would actually... I would read that. Yeah. Hey, maybe someone... Hey, I'd, I'd read a Marvel comic. Someone um, in the mists of time of the creation of the Fin Fang Foom, someone said that in my opinion and then they forgot about it and it was buried sure. over and the earth was salted and never <laughs> shall be the they reference it again. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is um, uh, there there was someone. I think it was I think it was Robert Cargill who said this. But don't call him Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm always a little. I'm always. I'm never quite sure what to call him. Cargill. Cargill. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just go with that. Uh, I I think he was the one who I listened to his. I think it was him doing Iron a review for Iron Man three or somebody did and. Somebody said Fin Fang Foom is referenced in Iron Man 3. And if you go back and look at it, uh, I forget the villain, the actor who played the main villain. Um, in Iron uh, Man 3? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, well, there was uh, uh, Ben Kingsley. Right, but, but not him. The, it was but the, it was Guy Pierce who Guy Pierce. He had these tattoos on at the end of the movie, and uh, they kind of look like Fin Fang Foom. Like, someone pointed that out. And I saw in the movie, and I'm like... I guess, kind of. He's I mean, got they, the, the ear fins. Throw Easter eggs in there everywhere, so I guess it's. It possible. seems like one that would be surprising if nobody caught, but at the same time, totally understandable that nobody would catch. Yeah. A lot of the Easter eggs in the Marvel films are for stuff they never have any intention of actually doing movies of. They think sure. it's so obscure that, like, we'll just throw in a little reference for the hardcore fans. I'm holding out hope for an animated Devil Dinosaur movie. Yeah, well, no, you and me both. Yeah. I love me some Moon, 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 Moon Boy or Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Right. Okay, but we're not talking about that. Right. Go, go, do <laughs> we thing. need to backtrack Sorry. because I think the big, the big, um, the big kickoff to 2017 um, for a lot of people, as far as kaiju stuff is related, was Kong Skull Island. And, and I'm one of those people who's a big defender of that movie. I thoroughly enjoy. It enjoyed feels it. like the fact that it even needs defending feels like something's wrong with the world <laughs> because. I do know some people who kind of would shit on it, and that bums me out because it's just – I mean, I, I, I will never forget this. Uh, so I saw it with you guys first to review on the, on the, on the website. Yes, you did. And then I saw it 
with Morgan and a couple of friends of ours. And I remember at the end of the movie, uh, there's a little bit of a, of a teaser for what they're going into. And Morgan was running down the hall to uh, the bathroom because, you know, movies are long. And she screamed over her shoulder... I don't even give a shit, and I'm excited. <laughs> it was a really great stinger at the end there. Yeah, I really liked that. I mean, you were mostly excited f- because of Tom Hiddleston, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit, I kind of have a Tom Hiddleston man crush myself. So. As you should, sir. Yeah. As you should. So I was excited for that as well. You know, I, you know, this, it's not a perfect movie, but it's so good with everything that it does right. Who gives a fuck about the stuff it gives wrong? I mean, right? Talk, we've developed this... Internet culture of people who find if there's something wrong with the film, mm. the whole movie is trash. No. You know, you no. throw out the baby with the bathwater culture is what we've got <laughs> at this point. It's like, yeah, it's got problems, but if you're not having fun watching the stuff that works like crazy in this movie, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, like, a movie is not ruined because there's a couple dumb things in it. Yes. You know? And and this, yeah, you know, it, it, it's worst. This has stuff like Samuel Jackson playing a really cliched character. You know? <laughs> like, so what? I mean, I, I, I throw another one on the pile as far as Samuel L. Jackson is concerned. But you know what? He takes these cliches and he owns them. Well, it's because he just—he's the best screaming at cliches guy in the business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I—I I don't even remember his character's name. He was just—they just got there. Like, and we need Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> like, well, isn't the spirit beast? No, no. We just—we just need Samuel L. Jackson. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he'll—he'll he'll do fine. It's Samuel Jackson. Just wind him up and let him go. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 one of those movies that I can just watch. I can watch all the way through, no matter what time of day it is. Like, like I'll watch. Um, I was watching. Um, I was on, on one of my plane trips to and from Japan this year. I I th- saw the Pacific Rim was on, so I threw that on, and I like Pacific Rim a lot. But there are certain points of the movie where I'm kind of like. This is kind of going through the motions, um, and this is I, I, even though it's done well, I still kind of had that urge to kind of tick through to like the um, the big fight in Hong Kong because that's sort of the, the big money the big money moment. And but with Skull Island, I can just watch that whole thing end to end, like. And I won't want to skip any of it. I mean, for me, it has the best kaiju fight scenes in any movie I've ever seen. Like the the fight scenes between Kong and the the giant Skull lizard crawlers. things. Learn the parlance. Those are badass <laughs> fights, man. When he's like using like a, basically he's got a mace on a chin. You're just like, oh my god, that was amazing. It, it makes it's the improvised flail. Yeah, well, he's the only <laughs> kaiju who's smart enough to know how to make weapons because he's an ape. Yeah, and that's and <laughs> that was, which is a very uneducated statement by me, but it seemed to make sense. I mean, you're actually completely tr- right. I mean, not Plausible many other thumbs, bitches. Yeah, not many other monsters <laughs> do that. I mean, Godzilla's use trees every now and then to beat somebody with, but. Dude, nobody I mean, ever sees Kong's actual home. It's like Gilligan's fucking island, dude. It's like all this <laughs> shit made out of giant Skull Island coconuts. He's got like a <laughs> TV got- set and a cat barca lounger. And a coconut Nintendo system. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Like... Yeah, he really likes Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, damn. She's going to fit in, I, I think. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah, I was going to say, you're slacking, man. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the you know what actually is funny is uh, I believe that was this, and this, this all connects. It all comes full circle. Mm. So bear with me. Uh, 
originally there was a big lawsuit uh, and a big uh, licensing dispute over the name of King Kong and who owned the rights to Kong. Now, I'm fuzzy on the details, but as I understand it, Universal was really making their claim. They were like, no, we own King Kong and no one else can make King Kong. And uh, I think it had something to do with... uh, with the Dino De Laurentiis and him wanting to allegedly, this this came from Anna Cole News, so I don't know how true it is, but uh, allegedly he wanted to track down every copy of the original 1933 King Kong and have them destroyed. Wow, which is super fucked up. That is fucked up. But because uh, that's a good movie, it's yeah. it's great. It's a classic. It's right. only it's only a little bit uncomfortably racist. My second favorite Ray Harryhausen animation. Harry Housen didn't work on that one. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, you're right. Willis O'Brien. Guy, it was the guy who was his she teacher. Too, yes, yes, it was his right. his protege was Harry Housen. Yeah, yeah. And then they worked together on Mighty Joe Young. Yes, yes. Which yes. is also a really good movie. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, well, we're getting off that, off, off point that. I, digression is what I do. I know. I fight it every second. It's fine, it's fine. I just, uh, it, it's, I want to hit this point about Donkey Kong. Sorry. Because apparently there was a lawyer at Nintendo was able to argue that, uh, Kong was was in the public domain. Like Universal had not had not really maintained a copyright on it or something something to that tune. And it basically allowed for Nintendo to be able to do Donkey Kong and all and all of that came with it. And that lawyer's name was Kirby. Was Kirby? His name was Kirby. Oh, I get it. Okay, because, yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought it was like Jack Kirby? No, no. As in the. Wrong reference. Sorry, you're not a video game guy. I'm not really. Well, no, I am. I'm just not really a Nintendo guy. That's that's okay. That's all right. That's fine. We're not not quietly judging you. Don't worry. Everyone else is playing Zelda. I'm playing Zero uh, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Oh, my God. I love Horizon Zero Dawn. (laughs) I figured Matt would like that game, too. No, I've been playing it. Okay. I've been playing it like crazy. I actually had to. Put it away because I'm not getting work done. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I finally finished it and then gave it back to the guy who loaned it to me. I was like, "Take it." He's like, "Don't you want to get the DLC?" I was like, "No." I think I've spent I, weeks playing this. I think thing. I borrowed it from you, you and did. then I gave it back to you yeah. because I couldn't play it anymore because I was spending so much time on it. Yeah. No, yeah, I bought him the DLC for Christmas because he'd been playing it so much. Uh-huh. I thought we owned it, uh-huh. and then he got the DLC and he's like, "I don't own this." Now <laughs> well, you have to buy it. Well, no, I went he out and I ran bought the it. fuck out and bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're now you started playing it, and you actually are mad that you like it. No, wait, you're mad you like South Park, the the, the fractured butthole. Uh, let's not let's not, not <laughs> talk about digress. Hey, okay. I lo- but I love Aloy. She is just the saltiest peanut. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I, when I saw you post that, I laughed out loud. I was like, "Yes, she is. <laughs> She's so salty." But yeah, so. Back to Kong. Um, yeah, I think we were all kind of surprised how good that was. And I'm really interested in where Jordan Voigt Roberts is going to go next because he's doing um, he's doing Metal Gear Solid. Right. Ooh. You didn't know that? Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you a Metal oh. Gear Solid devotee? No, no. I'm a big fan of, like, the Metal Gear Solid parodies. Oh, and, right. And, like, just, like I, I'm... Oh, I'm so curious. What is that gonna even gonna be? So suddenly an exclamation Snake. point appeared above Morgan's head. Yes. Always yes. <laughs> oh, gonna bring boxes back in the biggest way. I I'm just hoping that Konami's uh blundering mishandling of the franchise won't drag it down at all. Yeah. But I want, um I want just I want ten minute stretches of nothing 
but a shot for shot recreation of like those the two heads that are just talking. Oh, the 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 uh, the the comlink thing. Yes, yeah. please lift the dialogue directly and change nothing. <laughs> it's all, I think if anybody will inject a sense of humor into this rather that's the thing about Skull Island and I remember Max Landis actually went on a long Twitter tirade about this. Not tirade, but just this diatribe essentially about how Skull Island is a very silly movie, but it's a very nihilistic movie. It's a very dark movie when you think about it, because it's like nothing anyone does matters. Right. Mm. And, uh, we're, like. We're pointless in the face of these gods. Yes. yes. No, we're ants. Yeah. Yes. And even though we help a little bit, it's ultimately Kong that kind of puts his house in order. And uh, I'm really interested in how he's going to hit, how he's going to translate that with. Metal Gear, because Metal Gear is one of those things that is inherently silly, mm. but there's this undercurrent of drop dead seriousness to it. Okay, that I'm really interested in what he's going to do. Is he with getting it. hideous and <laughs> to uh, come right? <laughs> smooth, very smooth. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I know his name. I wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but I also wouldn't be surprised if Konami said. You can do it as long as you don't bring in Kojima. Yeah, well, they apparently have a bit of bad blood, but it may be one of those things where Just Jordan Voigt like might, might be thinking of Jordan Voigt Roberts because I'm not going to do it unless I can. Because mm. if he's a real fan, <laughs> that's what he'll say. You know, there's a lot of really great. You got if y'all y'all listening should go check out ToheKingdom.com because there's some really great uh, interviews with Jordan Voigt Roberts on. Uh, on that website, conducted by my buddy Chris Merjahungir. And it's just so interesting watching him talk about stuff, because he he clearly had, like, an entire expanded universe built up in his head. Like, not even including, like, not just including Godzilla, but, like, a bunch of other stuff while he was working on the movie. Mm. Like, it's just really interesting to listen to him talk. And, like, I don't know. I, I, I could go on and on about this movie, because it's so good. Yeah, I mean, like, we're both good. I think it's it's just, I mean, and I, I'm totally in love with Brie Larson as a person, as an yeah. actress. Oh, she's so she's good and wonderful. In and it was a it was an interesting choice for her to take this movie, and she does a lot with it. I yeah, really considering like her it's a, song. I hope she comes back to the shared universe in some capacity. Yeah, I'm hoping that they do some kind of um, interstitial, maybe because because the problem is that um, yeah, the it time takes place in the yeah. 70s, and all the movies moving forward are going to be in the 2000s. They're all going to be post. They'll end up having Helen Mirren play her role. <gasps> oh, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> oh God, yeah. I just <laughs> <laughs> actually that would be what would, I think would be really cool is if we had some uh, interstitial stuff between. Godzilla 2 and Godzilla vs. Kong. What, a prequel type thing? Yeah, just little, like, like little mini-sodes or something of, like, a web series or Monarch videos or something. Because Monarch is sort of their... is, is their shield. Mm. And... Except, I was about to say they're prodigium, but nobody even knows what that is. So. make a Lovecraft movie with them, where they find See, something and it's all about keeping it asleep. Oh, that would actually be... <laughs> see, see, oh, that's God. another thing that I want... This is why we should have a video cast, because of yeah. Morgan's face. Morgan is, Just is like, doing all these facial expressions and stuff. so happy. <laughs> Here, here's the thing that I think they should do moving forward. Because really, the only monsters they are really doing, and this, okay, this ties back to the whole Donkey Kong thing. Kong is public domain. That's why they were able to do Skull Island not at Universal. Because right. originally this movie was at Universal, and then Universal said, we don't want to do that. We don't like money. 
Um, oh, we want more Clearly. Fast and the Furious legendary, movies. right? So, well, Legendary was is the production studio. Warner Brothers is the okay. um, distributor. But so the, the upshot is Universal lost the fight for Kong, and so now it's whoever wants to do Kong can do it. Right. I don't think anyone else can call it King Kong. Though. Okay. But if you Universal is the only ones I think you call call it King Kong. I think copyright it. law is one of the most fucked up bullshit filled <laughs> with filled with like backdoor ways to continue to hold on to your copyrights that was no, sure. obviously never what the intent of copyright law was when yeah. it started. It's like Disney's about to enter a big billion dollar fight for the rights mm. to Mickey, Donald, Goofy, all that because the that's Disney about to come is? up. Yeah, yeah, where it's what? like, where it's like, uh, the time has passed. Where no matter what you do, you're not supposed to be able to keep having your stuff as a copyright. It's supposed to be public domain. So now they're they've been over the years inserting little changes to the law, knowing this day would come. It's a kind of amazing. Wow. It's yeah. kind of amazing to think that that's actually the world we live in. Yep. And then yet not the worst thing. Yeah. Um, no, not even close. <clears throat> nope. But yeah, I, I I think the only other thing that I I just want to remind people about with regards to this movie is that so um, the character of Chapman, who was like a side character, he wa- witnesses he watches Kong uh, eat the giant octopus. Yeah, Toby Cabell, also, who also played yeah, Kong, yeah, he right? played Kong, yes. which I just thought I just I keep having to remind people about that because it's just such a fun little Toby thing. Cabell. Because yeah. didn't he also play a couple of characters in um, Planet of the Apes? I'm not sure. Paul. Yes, he did. A- he was in, also in Wrath of the Titans, Prince of Persia, God. but we'll let that go. I mean, he's an actor. You rec- He's a face-recognized actor, yeah. but appears to be kind of moving on to doing this sort of mocap work as well. So. Sure. Oh, I remember him from that Black Mirror episode. Yeah, the yeah, entire history of you. That's where I'd seen him before. I was really blown away, in a way, by his performance as Kong. So, like, I mean... How Matt and I have grown up, like to imagine anybody else doing that kind of a that kind of a job who is not Andy Circus right. is sort of mm-hmm. immediately we're like, ooh, but did you know Andy Circus is alive? <laughs> From to all reports, Andy's ego about being that guy and the, the way people talk to him is so huge oh, that no. you might be happy to bring him down like a notch or two. Okay, so. in that case, go Tobin back. Yeah, he actually <laughs> made a statement where basically saying, I don't see why anyone's giving any credit to the animators. It is all me. Okay. All right. Well, that makes me. Yeah. Well, I, Tobin Bell was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just lay that on as thick as you can. But yeah. there's a there's a. Uh, there's other monster movies that came out this year. What I, are I, they? <gasps> well, there was Colossal. Yay. Yay. <laughs> you know, uh, you had the most interesting conversation with me at the Christmas party, Matt, about that. Where oh, yeah. You were, like, I'm watching you guys, like, I listen to you guys, you watch all kinds of movies, and sometimes you all kind of, like, nicely give me shit about some of the really dumb movies that I totally love, nonetheless. Sure. And uh, you're like, I'm rewatching Jurassic World, and I'm thinking about it, I was like, this isn't a very good movie. But why did I react so strongly to it? And I started realizing with movies like Colossal coming out, I can ask for more out of my kaiju films now. Yeah, I I think that's a really... Yeah, that's a really excellent summation of kind of where we're going with with the genre. Because I, I think that we're coming up on what I would describe as a... A miniaturized, scaled down version of the big genre film renaissance of the 70s. Mm. When everybody who had grown up on old monster movies and uh, Flash Gordon serials and um, what, what, and, 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 what, and, and 
all that stuff. You, you, you all the, this new generation of filmmakers are taking these genres, and it's like, well, I'm going to make Star Wars, I'm going to make Jaws, I'm going to make Alien. You know, these big reinterpretations of the of the genre, and the kaiju genre has never really gotten that in a lot of ways. It's it's there's a lot of really good stuff in it, and, and if you and if you really and even even I will admit that a lot of this stuff is. It's for fans only. Like, really, the fans are the ones who are going to get the most out of it. And there's a couple of gems. Like, there's a few movies that I will hold up. It's like, no, this is super good, and nobody gives it a chance because it's a monster movie. But now we're seeing stuff like Colossal and Shape of Water and... And, and, and to a, to, I mean, to an extent, Kong Skull Island, which sort of delivers on that old school monster movie feeling, but does it to this honed... Razor sharp edge. It translates it to a wider audience. Yes. Yes. Without without dubbing it down or trying to go the Godzilla ninety eight route, where yeah, less said about that the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll just skirt by that. But um, anyway, but Colossal though. Did, when did you see Colossal? Chris? I want to say it was Fantastic Fest. Pretty sure it was Fantastic Fest. Uh, it was the world premiere screening of it. Was that was that twenty seventeen? Mm, was that 2016? Might have been 2016. I can't remember. Yeah, it feels like a lot of people saw it. I remember Jason Murphy was was raving about it. Yeah, it was one of those. I was shocked. It was one of those movies I saw and I was so in love with it, which is weird because I'm the one guy at Fantastic Fest who's like, you guys are weirdly crazy for Nacho Vigalondo, who I think has his best movie was just okay before this. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you guys? Why do you love this guy so much? And uh, then after this, I'm like, all right, well, that was fucking amazing. So full points there. But I'm still amazed some of the f- people coming out were like, who were uh, loved everything else he did. was like, yeah, I didn't like it that much. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you just don't I like mean- good movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> this was just, it was sweet. It was smart. It was awesomely big, mm. and it took twists and turns that were organic, but there's no way you could have seen it coming. Exactly. Exactly. It was it was an amazing, unexpected... Like, I went with Matt and some <laughs> friends of ours to go see it at South by Southwest, and he's like, oh, I do go see Colossal. And I'm like, sure thing. Okay, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the tone of voice she uses for most of our conversations. <laughs> And so I went in, like, I I didn't know what it was (laughs) other than Anne Hathaway was in it and there's a monster. And like, I think the only trailer I'd seen was that, was that part where she's drunk in the park and she's dancing and the monster's dancing. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I went in and we watched it and it morphed into this amazing, deep journey on toxic relationships and abusive people and, and sitting there with a friend of ours who's, who's been in those kinds of relationships and watching the impact this had on her. We talked about this film for literal weeks mm-hmm. after we saw wow. it. Wow. Like, she was blown away. There was a lot to say here, and mm-hmm. I suspect some of the people who auto-hated it were toxic males in the toxic side of toxic relationships. <laughs> I mean, uh, where's the lie, though? I mean, so many people going, lame the way it turned Jason Sudeikis into it. It's like, no, because that's how it works. Real, yeah. Villains in real life don't come wearing a Darth Vader suit. They're often like a really attractive guy who owns a bar. <laughs> another friend of ours, Matt, took to see, and it the movie also upset him. And he, he was like, oh, and Matt and he and Matt talked about it for a little while, and he's like, well, why? But but why does this kind of upset you? And and our and the guy, our friend, was like, "Well, I do some of those behaviors. Like I I see I I really 
associated myself with Jason Sudex's character. And then when he took a turn for the worst, like that was, that was hurtful to me. Yeah. And, and, and like, I felt bad that he felt kind of hurt for it, but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, good. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of it's like, so, but you came out of it going, maybe I should reconsider my behaviors. And right? that was the <laughs> thing that, that was the thing that my, my friend did say was that he was like, I, I feel like it made me have to look at myself. He didn't dislike it. He thought it was good. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply that he disliked it. It yeah. just, it had that effect on him where like, right. I feel like a lot of women, Watching this movie, you're like, yeah. Right. A lot of men watching this movie were like, Mur. It, it, it was one of those moments when his character. By the way, we're we're the spoilers. We're talking about all these movies in a spoiler capacity. It's been out for like spoilers a year. for the best of last year list, yeah. guys. It's been out for like like what since spoilers. January or some shit. I mean, yeah, pr- March. Was it March? Yeah. Uh, no, April. I don't remember April, but okay, so technically we're breaking the one-year spoiler rule. But the you know. but the broader point You're is listening that, to a kaiju podcast. You haven't seen Colossal. What's wrong with you? I mean, right? to be fair, there's a lot of uh, kaiju fandom is like any other fandom. There's people in it who are who are great, and a lot yeah. of them I, I love. And, and are, there's are, people and, who get angry when McDonald's doesn't have enough of their kaiju Szechuan sauce. I mean, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing. There was a, there are, of course, always going to be some folks on message boards and stuff who say the kind of people who... I got a new nickname today, by the way, oh, because, of my, because of my because of my my liberal and or my little pony leanings. Okay. Uh, Cuck Frank. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, wow. welcome to the crowd. So creative. <laughs> I know. And somebody complained. Like these are the the kind of people who I just I love that though. I unironically love that because I'm like, yay! I made someone mad that I exist. Yeah, I've had a moron call me a cuck before, which at the time I was like. What? what? I don't even understand that? what you're saying, and I had to look it up. I was like, oh, really? That's the insult? But I was like, none of these guys have ever been clever enough to call me Chris Cucks. Oh! See, this is why, Cuck. you guys, how I know you're stupid, because if you weren't, you would have used that. Yeah, it's, oh my it's God. painfully <laughs> obvious. But these are the kind of fans who will watch Colossal and call it... Uh, feminist poison, okay. like or poison? or so. Somebody said. Somebody <laughs> sent me a message and said, "Oh yeah, I heard you like colossal." Or uh, AKA, uh, women are wonderful and men are terrible. Did, and it's like, did, so, you the the so you didn't see the movie. So you didn't see the movie. So it's like inconceivable that a movie has the tact where the guy is the bad guy and the woman is the good guy. Inconceivable. And first off, she's not even like she's not even close to a Mary Sue. First, no, off. she's a <laughs> slightly. She's an extremely flawed character. She's a super huge alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, and she's the. Yeah, but she's the, not a good person. The point. Well, the point of the movie is that these two people had power thrust upon them, and. One person went one direction, the other person went the other direction, and it was up to the first person to stop the second person. Yeah. And the way they did it was such a clever, like, vindicating moment. Yeah. God, it has, like, I think it has, like, a... It's interesting because the ending also shocked a lot of people that I... That also, that I do know, liked the movie. But they were shocked by it, and, and I'm thinking, well... I'm glad it you had a reaction then. Sure. Because it meant that it did something that 
maybe you didn't agree with, but it meant that the character was taking a stand, and by extension, the film is sort of taking a stand. You were involved mm. enough to be angry as opposed to just bored, and like maybe hopefully 10 years from now, it will finally seep in, and you're like, wait, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, but when we saw it at South by Southwest, Jason Sudeikis was there. Uh, yeah, he and Nacho were there. We were kind of side eyeing him. No, no. So it was great. So we were like, like I feel like a lot of people went into this movie blind, right? And so, like at the beginning of the movie, they're out and they're just they're like, you know, they're drunk and they're just bullshitting with the audience. They're because like, <laughs> South by Southwest is what you do. And then we watch the movie, and then after the movie, you know, Nacho comes back out and we're like. Ah! And Jason Sudeikis comes back out, and this awkward hush falls <laughs> on the audience because all of a sudden we're like, "Oh, that rad bastard!" Yeah. And he's up there, and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I mean, something he's probably not used to, considering he always plays. I mean, he plays like you know the the guy from Community type roles. He yeah, like he, smart like he plays out, a like, lot of likeable, rom-coms, like like the awkward. Man. Slapstick, like actual slapstick, Likeable like body, like like body pain humor comedies, right? <laughs> and, and to see him play a guy who starts off, they're selling you, yeah, it's like a more dramedy version of that type of personality, exactly. only to find out, yeah, he's basically kind of a rapist. No, so. that's why it was yeah. so convincing. Yeah, because yeah. they did. They just twisted his normal character archetype, and we're like, archetypes, we trusted you. What are you doing? <laughs> By the way, I'm not saying to people out there, if you did not like this movie, you're stupid. I'm saying that if you come out of it saying, it's feminist poison, or yeah. using words like cuck, you are stupid. Yeah. So. There's a, well, At this, that point, yes, you're stupid. These are the same kind of people who... Um, in the, they will watch the 2000, uh, 2002 Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, which has a female main character and that's it. And they'll call that feminist poison because she doesn't end up with a guy at the end or something or doesn't take enough of her. She's already wearing a lot of short skirts. I'm trying to figure out where this is coming from with a younger generation. With an older generation, be like, okay, whatever. You were so used to things being a certain way. And then people go, oh, it's all the pornography. It's like 90% of the pornography I see out there is women kicking men's asses. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just what I like. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) I think it comes from a place of, um, and we don't, this isn't the point of the show, but it's okay. We can. Touch on this a little bit, like a kitty. Um, the uh, maybe not. Um, the uh, I think that it comes from a place of a kind of a "don't tell me what to do" mentality. Yeah. Like I'm young, I'm kind of stupid. I have these roiling emotions that make me think that the world should be a certain way. I have other people telling me that I'm wrong. Therefore, I'm just going to take whatever the most extreme position is to be had. I'm going to keep doubling down for the rest of my life until I become president of the United States. <laughs> oh. The problem is that actually worked. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Doesn't exactly. well, Anyway, though, but yeah. about the giant monsters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like we've been talking so much about the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the dramatic aspect of the film, and I really like the monster in it. The, it's it's kind of got this doofy, very Japanese monster quality to it. He's got this doofy kind of Pigmon face to him. Oh but my god, he does. You don't like stupid mouth. I know you don't like Pigmon. No, but I like I, this monster. Pigmon is a is an Ultraman character, uh, okay. and he's this doofy little. Kaiju. He's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> he's everyone in Japan thinks he's 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 so cute. He's like he's, he's specifically for 
children. Like, like in a show meant for children, he is for children. Like, he's squat, and he goes, me, 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 and he has a little balloon, which for them is not a terrifying clown like a thing. Pennywise it's actual, kaiju. I did a Pennywise Pigmon yeah. mashup. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, he's meant to be this adorable for children kaiju, which is why he's smaller than all other kaiju, and he comes to help children in need. No! He has these terrifying, glowery, close-set eyes, this giant, limp frog mouth where it's just like a permanent frown. He's made of, like, weird red spikes, and his hands, his hands are on his chest, and he has these really long, skeletal fingers, and he wiggles them. That's supposed to be adorable? I know! He's terrifying! Like, when we went to Japan, we went to the Kaiju Saka, we went to the, the big... Kaiju Tavern. The big Kaiju Tavern, which is, quote-unquote, run by Kaiju. (laughs) And, like, only Kaiju, only monsters, only bad guys are allowed in. You can't let heroes in. It's like a refuge. Well, the the manager... It's like like a Disney World type of restaurant. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a character restaurant. And so the managers will dress up in different Kaiju outfits that they have. And the one time I go to this place, the one time, that's the costume they have on the site. So I'm in the back of this room, and it walks in, and I'm like, I'm trapped. (laughs) I can't get out. I I literally had this nightmare. Yes. (laughs) I was going to show Chris uh, Pigmon real quick. Oh, that's horrifying. Thank you. Vindication. Weirdly, looks like he's wearing like like giant '70s knee socks. Yeah. Well, look at his look at his uh, look at his original version. Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's for kids. Yeah, adorable. Yes, we all float yeah. down here. It's fine. Come on. So, but but this monster, I think, is a little cuter because it, it it's a little longer and ganglier. And I mean, if Anne Hathaway does anything, it doesn't matter if she's in a giant monster; it's adorable. Yes, yes. and <laughs> this, and just like you know, and and I love the the twist with the the second monster, or rather the robot. Oh my and- god, that was. That was magical. When that popped up on screen, I was like, nothing more perfect could have possibly happened than this robot. Except if the moment he popped up, they had started playing intergalactic planetary planetary intergalactic. Oh, god damn it! They fucked up! We gotta go back! (laughs) We we have to go back! Marty, we have to go back! Um, Yeah, I, I just... I... And I think that's one of the things that I really do like about this movie, and one of the reasons why I'm such a champion for this film, is because it's it's a kaiju movie... And one of the friends I saw it with, my buddy Jared, he pointed out that one of the problem with modern, with people who want to do modern kaiju media, mm-hmm. is that they, they think the monster is the only hook. Like, it's a monster, and it's kind of a throwback to old monster movies, and right. that's it. This is taking the genre and doing something with it. Because it's really the super versatile genre that has all of this potential, and... People really need to tap into that. And maybe then the goddamn genre will get some respect. <laughs> Finding a way to use it, uh, you know, and as with allegory inside there and interesting characters and an actual story that is universal or, or at the very least is, has some sort of res- modern resonance to it going right. on around it. It doesn't, if a movie is just about, well, taking it from my point of view, the type of movies I like, superheroes punching each other. It's not a very interesting movie. Sure. You know, there's, yes, we still want superheroes punching each other, but there's got to be more than that going on. But uh, why are they punching, punching each other? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there, I mean, there's a... <laughs> who is punching who, and why are they punching each other, and why are they farting? 
I'm sorry. What? I was, I was so, it's not enough to see asses farting. We need to know, need to know whose asses are farting and why. <laughs> I feel like that's like the, the Trey Parker, Matt Stone yeah. school of comedy. Yeah, but well, that is literally from South Park. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. Asses and fire. Oh, shit. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah. Wow, it's funny that I kind of made that connection without getting the reference. Fair enough. So, it sounded very Trey Parker. Yes. Yeah. So, the, and, and that's the thing, like, and I've had this argument with people so much about, so many people who just want, they want two hours of monsters fighting. Like, so many people are like, like, especially in the wake of the, of the whole Cinema Sins controversy over Kong Skull Island. Sure. Which I thought, uh, even though he recorded it before that, Jordan Boyd Roberts yeah. going with what, the, their competitors, uh, I forget what. Uh, uh, Screen Junkies. Is, is, is it Screen Junkies? Well, it was, it was, uh, it was Honest Trailers. Honest Trailers. Yeah. yeah. He had recorded even before that a thing. It's like, wait, guys, nobody can talk shit about my movie better than me. And then yeah. he goes in and calls out all these things that he genuinely thought, I wish I had done this better. There's Sure. Here I don't like, and they're like, even they're like, dude, you're being kind of harsh. <laughs> and he just quietly goes, "I live for pain." Um, and and but he, he even even like when that whole thing was going down, and CinemaSins made their video, and of course everybody, there uh, CinemaSins, you know, I've said enough about them, but. Their fan base is, of course, the kind of people who will say, well, monster movies should just be two hours of monsters fighting. There shouldn't be any characters or story. Get bored out of your fucking mind. It's, you know what that is? It's a shitty movie. No, no. These are people who've gotten too used to playing, doing nothing, watching nothing but Let's Plays. Mm-hmm. Right. And not even good Let's Plays. Yeah. I mean, come, come watch us over on Rich Like to Come. Anyway. Yeah, um, where people are actually for we Mystery Science Theater, the Let's Plays. Yes. You try to make something out of it as yeah. opposed to, um... I'm going to, like, nitpick this movie, uh, but I'm going to get half my stuff wrong. But if you say that I'm wrong, I'm going to um, I'm gonna call it uh, satire. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Colossal's great. It is. I it agree. is. We all Colossal agree is Colossal. great. But, hands up, we love Colossal. And We're on podcast. You don't have to put your hands up. <laughs> no, our hands are all up. The other the, – one of the other <laughs> – one of the other uh, interesting sort of, like – Movies that came out this year that you didn't get to see. You passed that buck on to uh, to to more qualified okay, who, men. What was that? Was Power Rangers? Oh yeah, no. I, I that's the nicest way I could have said why I didn't go see Power Rangers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And but you and I saw it. Yes. You saw it. I saw it for review, and then I later saw it with you at the Dollar Theater when we did our three movie marathon. Three dollars. Three dollars. Oh, I will say that almost everyone I know who went to see it, you know, who were planning on seeing it, ironically, came back on. That wasn't too bad. So you know, it was. I had. I actually liked the uh, the drama elements more than the Power Rangers elements. Okay. Because well, the drama elements felt a little more developed, honestly. Right. It was just. It was such a. It felt like. The best episode of a CW show I've ever seen, which isn't saying much. No, but a guy who watches a lot of CW shows. I'll, I'll own that. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes they do great episodes. You know? Which, which is why I'd be curious. to... is the shit. Yeah, you. <laughs> you guys are fucking adorable. Yeah, I still like. We were watching uh, uh, Insidious last night, the new Insidious, and I just kept making a supernatural sides to my friend sitting next to me because I was like, "Come on, that's bullshit." We all know all you need to do is, you know, <laughs> right? Where's the salt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I haven't even seen that much of Supernatural, but what I have seen is pretty great. So I like it. Hey, you should watch it now because you know where they are. Well, all right. Dinosaur World. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, are you fucking with me? Not fucking with you. Oh, shit. Giant. Oh or, just... or at the very least, like, kaijus. We don't know. All we've seen is a giant, like, lizard-type footprint. That... Oh, shit. Did yeah. you just get him into supernatural for me? Shit. I don't want to be this easy of a fucking mark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And yet you are. I guess. Uh, I just, it's the whole Jurassic World thing where it's like, yeah. man, the only reason I even reacted to this movie as much as I did is because it hit my nostalgia buttons. Sure. You go back and you try to watch it and you're like... This movie kind of sucks. Like yeah, yeah. it's, but anyway, back on Power Rangers. Power Rangers. I'm gonna get a whiskey while you're you're. Okay, that's thing. fine. Yeah. Although Can I would I get be. You anything? I'm okay. Thank you. I I'm good. Uh, I would actually, uh, as Chris is walking away, I will shout to him that he does. I would be curious to see what his opinion is of the movie since he watches CW. Shows. I actually asked them to send it to me when it came out on Blu-ray, and they just ignored me. So I was kind of. I'll surprised. I'll lend you a copy. All right. All right. I'll watch it. All right, cool. That'll be interesting because the th- I think that's one of the reasons why um, the movie didn't perform as well as people were hoping is because Chris's generation and anyone around that mark doesn't give a shit about Power Rangers. That's fair. And that's really unfortunate because it's Power Rangers. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, the specific iteration of Power Rangers, they were, they were trying to do too many things. They wanted to have their cake and eat it too. It's like, right. oh, well, it's not like, it's not like... The Power Rangers you grew up with—that's colorful and dumb for kids. <laughs> this is this is gloomy and more like more like the Breakfast Club for adults. <laughs> it's gloomy, like the Breakfast Club. <laughs> I thought the Breakfast Club was gloomy. Uh, anyway. That's fair. <laughs> but then they also would throw in a bunch of Easter eggs and fan references, specifically for literally you and me—the yeah. people that grew up with original Power Rangers in right. the '90s. And I'm like, you can't, yeah. you can't do both, though. It's clearly a movie... Like, here's the thing. I know you didn't have a super high opinion of the film. I think you were a little more frustrated. I, well, when we first saw it, I was more focusing on the parts of it that I didn't like. Now that I've had time to digest, it's 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 okay. It's very okay. I don't it, dislike it. It didn't give me syphilis. That's the definition of damning with faint <laughs> I, I liked all of the actors. Mm-hmm. I liked... Some of the choices. I didn't like the pacing. I didn't like... They, there was this weird moment where they're all... It's like where they're bonding. And they're actually going to be friends now. Where they're around a campfire. And they're just bullshitting. And they're like, you know... Like, opening up their wounds to one another. And it's like, it's actually really touching to see them all kind of connect. And it's shot with this bizarre shaky cam style that I don't... During that under- scene? Yeah, that just scene. very like, still, we quiet sitting, scene. We're sitting at night around a campfire outside. I bet you anything. It was somebody in there, some producer, was yeah. like... No, nobody wants to watch this quiet emotional scene. If you have to have this in here, we're going to do something to indicate, like, oh, shit could go off the hook at any second. No, it's yeah, just such like, a... It's such a weirdly... Such a and, weird, I, and I, I say that this is going to sound mean, but it's such a weirdly teenager reaction. Like, we can't just be sincere for a second. We're like, right. ooh, shaky cam. And I'm like, no. Like, if we had just slow panned almost this entire scene... From one side to another, like that would have had like a lot of emotional impact for me for these characters. Sure. Yeah, it feels like somebody was trying to inject style into something. Like it has to look modern. It, you know, modern movies are moving all the time. And well, tell me about why you loved it. Well, you're including this. This is your best of 2017 show. I mean, best of 2017 is generous. Um, okay. It, uh, <laughs> it's 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 the most topical of 2017. Yeah, there you go. The topical. Closest to our chosen theme. The of 2017. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
you. It's the Matt Frank. It's the list. It's the stuff that I will talk about because no one else will talk about it. God damn it. Fair enough. Um, the, I, I have harbored no illusions that nobody gives a shit about this stuff except for me. And I don't so, think that's true. I think no, there's lots of people who do. I know. I, there, are, there are lots of people. You're their hero. Well, shut up. Um, that's a spokesperson. I guess yeah. that's true. That's true. Well, I, I, <laughs> Sorry, just monkeys going crazy over you're, here. You're like the Lorax uh, speaking for the trees. <laughs> yes, they have no tongues. So, so anyway, the the reason why I I love is a strong word. I just was I really admired what they were trying to do, and it was just this. They really were trying to make it about the team and about the kids and about how the kids are friends. And coming off of one of the more recent. Power Rangers seasons of the show. Because the show is still going. Because the Japanese show is still going. So, naturally, Saban is still adapting it. They adapted the series into... They, they adapted a series called Megaforce. Power Rangers Megaforce. And it's one of the worst... Like, Power Rangers already is not a super high bar. But there are genuinely good storytelling in some of the seasons. Like, they, they, you can clearly tell that the people making it really care and want it to be as good as they can make it. Okay. And Megaforce was a great example of we don't give a shit. And we, the kids don't... And the most important aspect you have to get, which is the chemistry between the characters... They blew it. Sounds like following up, watching Spectacular Spider-Man, where you could tell how much care. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I love Spectacular into it, and then following up with Ultimate Spider-Man, which was Jeff Lubb going, "Fuck all that shit. This is for little kids. Yeah, we gotta Just make, make it stupid. Yeah, we gotta make it where little kids will understand. Well, we gotta make it like Teen Titans, but without the you know charm and except, class. Yeah, and the show Teen Titans was pretty good too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like they took, they saw the goofiness of Teen right. Titans without all the heart of Teen Titans. True. And sorry, I, I'm just trying to put it in terms I can understand. No, no, you're yeah, right because I love Sp- Spectacular Spider-Man is my favorite version of Spider-Man. It's one of the best animated ch- uh, uh, superhero shows ever made, and it's only two seasons. You and I watched the first season, didn't we? No, we watched part of the first season. We know they were going to have the Hobgoblin show up in the third season. <laughs> sorry, it's okay. What, it's spoiler. Yeah, it never happens. It's never going to. happen. I know. Well, it's the same showrunner as Gargoyles. So ah. yeah, and Gargoyles is great and criminally under. Seen. Same yes. people, same people who were doing Batman in the animated series. Why? Mm. Why has Gargoyles not gotten a special Blu-ray edition mega release? Believe me, I see complaints about it in Blu-ray forums almost constantly. When, when is people. when is the anniversary for that? Dude, there's uh, still no Blu-ray of Batman in the animated series. What? Uh, <laughs> what? I know. It this be- must be rectified. I'm yeah. leaving right now. <laughs> Fix it. Just she just leaves with the crowbar. Where'd you get the crowbar? It's like, hey, I just got a notification. They're coming out with Batman in the animated series and gargoyles on Blu-ray. From a picture of a guy that looks really fucked up. <laughs> and Morgan's just background. like this, this, this thumbs up <laughs> and the crowbar. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, I, I perform a public service. What can I say? Yeah, backtrack. Sorry, I just crowbar. Backtracking thing. to what? <laughs> Backtracking to Power Rangers. Just as someone, see what I actually feel feel is a um, is a is a near per. See, it, but the, okay. On the subject of film. The real part where the film fumbles, aside from some uh, touchiness with the with the human character with the with the with the characters, there's a, a few little things that don't quite gel. But for the most part, I thought it really worked. The thing where Power Rangers really falters and is honestly the thing that's kind of inexcusable is the Ranger stuff. Mm-hmm. When they become Rangers, 
it's this big moment and it's great, but then it just kind of it it, it just kind of they kind of fast forward through it. I'm and just picturing Aragorn, so keep going. I'll do my <laughs> over here. So I'm my preferred ranger. I'm just like okay. sure, okay. That would actually. Oh, that would actually be kind of cool, like a like a like a like a medieval Power Ranger series where they have like badass. Wait, they did that? No, no, Matt. Saban, Saban did that actually. Yeah, and there's also Transformers, the last Transformers movie. So you know. Oh shit, that's yeah. right. Oh, actually, why did you remind me that? That was actually the. That was actually I the. Just repressed that. Yeah. That was actually the part of the movie I actually liked was when uh, uh, who was playing? I, no, so, I, I'll say this about it. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. It's so badly thought out. It's so badly written. It's so it's just objectively ridiculous in every way it can be and bad in every way it can be that I started kind of enjoying it on that level, <laughs> which is the like, only how time in one stupid. of the Transformers movies that it had reached that level of dumb that it turned around and I was kind of having fun with it. The only part of the movie I really enjoyed was that first part with drunk Merlin. Yeah. Uh, staggering around asking for help from the Autobots to beat the Saxons. Yes, it's <laughs> it's fucking awesome! Wasn't, wasn't Merlin like Stanley Tucci? It was Stanley Tucci! Yeah. Jesus he was back, and they brought him back as Merlin. Hey, none of this matters. I still have the Lord of the Rings Aragorn's theme going to my head. So, <laughs> so, like, maybe so, I should watch Lord of the Rings after you guys. Like. No, seriously, <laughs> but Medieval Power Rangers, there was a series that Saban produced in the 90s called The Mystic Knights of Tirnanog, Okay, which is an actual Irish folk tale or maybe a Scottish but it's a it it's Irish for Power Rangers I right <laughs> it's, it's like they saw it <laughs> no it was a it, it's a, it's literally like a Lord of the Rings style it was they took the similar format of of the Hercules and Xena shows from the time and applied Power Rangers logic to it okay. where these four or five knights have mystical weapons and turn into like multicolored knights I and mean, they fight monsters on paper that sounds great in actual reality, it probably wasn't that great. It probably isn't as good as I remember it being. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of Power Rangers themes are actually like things that sound good on paper. Yeah. They start executing I, them. And I like, mean, mm. for years, the only way I knew about them was because on an old show called Night Flight, they used to like play the Japanese like episodes oh, the, where oh, they the had redubbed with comedians. Oh, like Dynaman. And being totally absurd over them, you know, oh, where it was no. like make, totally making fun of it. And it was awesome. We were like, whoa, this is so great. I wonder if the real episodes are out there anywhere. Someone said that too loud. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. See the and that and that is the big and this is a point I actually talked about with a couple of people uh, I met in Japan who are stunt men on Power Rangers. They that was one of the big things that about about the movie that I thought was a big detriment to it was. There was no real stunt work. Like part of the appeal of Power Rangers is all this martial arts and stunt work. There was none of that. It was all CGI. Oh yeah. And that's and it looks it doesn't look good. I mean, if you're getting a bunch of kind of non-actors anyway here, why don't you hire a bunch of like really accomplished gymnasts? Right? Well, that's how they did it. Stuff, you know, and just film that. You that's know? how they did it for years. Because, like if they were to suddenly start making all martial arts films with CGI guys, I would stop going to see martial arts movies. End of story. That's, like, oh, no, sure. You have missed why we go watch these movies. And although I, it's more to it than that with Power Rangers, that's sure. like part of it is the fun of watching these young athletes, or maybe not so young, they're wearing masks and shit. Well, like sure. That, so, they're all stuntmen. So, stuntmen. They're all Japanese stuntmen. But do these things where you're like, oh, that was cool. Right. It, it's, 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 it's yeah, actually we're gonna we'll talk later about G, but the latest um the latest series of Ultraman G that just came out, that's what they did. 
like three of the main characters are all very accomplished martial artists. Oh, so yeah. Them, they don't they don't fight a whole whole lot, but when they do fight, you see clearly that it's them, and you're just like, <laughs> it's, it's actually super impressive. Okay. And I'll have to show you some clips because if you're like if you're a martial arts movie fan, you would okay. actually really enjoy Big this. Time. Nothing irritated me more than watching Beyond Skyline, the sequel to Skyline, oh. the two stars from the Raid movies. Oh. In it. And the director had no idea how to film them. Oh, oh shit. No. So it was just yeah. like a mess. It was like, dude, I could have done the shit they were doing with the way he was filming it. That's yeah. a tragedy. I know. I was like, what a fucking waste. It, it's <laughs> it, exactly. Jeez. God damn. Sorry. I'm no, just, just I got some opinions, but I, I like it. I love those guys. Would you like to borrow my crowbar? <laughs> I would. I'm leaving right now. This will oh, be a recur- This will be a recurring gigantic cast. Uh, just met Morgan's, by himself. Everyone's left crowbar. with their crowbar. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I just got an alert on my phone. They're putting out a new ad. To Beyond Skyline. (laughs) (laughs) New executive producer Chris Cox. (laughs) That is how that worked. We would all have crowbars by now. It's true. It it is true. I would have equipped my plus four crowbar of of like film correctiveness. (laughs) (laughs) Corrective film surgery. That is my favorite line from Dragon Age 2, where Varric is talking to Abilene. (laughs) And he's like, and she's trying to like get him to help her stop crime or whatever. <laughs> he's like, why don't I just give you a big sign that says "Don't"? You can hit people. With. <laughs> <laughs> that game is delightful. I know everybody kind of shit all over Dragon Age Two when it came out, but I still really like that its traps, game. But it's it's well written. I've never finished any of the Dragon Ages because <gasps> oh my god, no, I enjoyed them all. I'm actually still kind of half acidly playing Inquisition, right? Which I think is a great game, but every time it comes out, every time I get one, I start playing it. I get about like. 18 or so hours in, and something I'm looking forward to much more comes out. Christopher! The the first time that came out, Fallout came out. And I was like, okay, I'm switching to Fallout. This time, I'm like, I'm getting back in and playing it. Did not know I was getting a PSVR for Christmas with Skyrim. Uh, it was like, okay, so okay, I'll give you the, the Skyrim VR thing, but Christopher, <laughs> I, will, I will come here and I will sit and I will make you finish those games. Oh, wow, she'll do it. She'll bring her crowbar. She's, I will. <laughs> I got my crowbar. No, she, you have to finish she, your position though, so you can play Trespasser. Uh, what is that a DLC? Yes. Okay. Well, like I mean, I love Inquisition, but like you know, I'd never played. I'm so sorry, Matt. I'm just, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'm just letting this happen. I never played Skyrim with all the add-ons. You know. Oh, Oh, I've never fair, played any fair. of the DLC for that, so playing the new one on VR, which also it looks amazing, and it's just is, uh, <laughs> that's my impression. I'm not frankly excited about something. Uh, right, <laughs> I make a weird grackle squawk. Yeah, you kind of go. Wah! Yeah. Ah! I can attest to this. You do that. Yeah, yeah. I that scared noise. the cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, okay, I'm going to be here for a while. Don't you know? Don't knock. Don't call. Right. Yeah. Well, we just came in, and you're like, door's unlocked, I'm yeah. playing Skyrim. Yeah, I left a message saying, I'm going to leave the door unlocked so y'all can just come in, because I was in Skyrim. I was like, if if I'm mur- killed, uh, if you come in and I'm dead, find my murderer. And Morgan <laughs> Morgan said, I will avenge you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Power Rangers. Yes. All right. Yeah. So we should probably wrap up Power Let's Rangers. Let's wrap up Power Rangers, because time. we got other stuff to talk about. But I, I appreciated what they were trying to do. They were trying to create this new paradigm and I feel like I stumbled a little bit. I'd like to see 
them do a sequel. I'd honestly be more interested in a sequel. I feel like this is the awkward false start, and now they can actually sort of let go of all the things they were trying to do and maybe boil it down to the things that work. It's it's the Godzilla 2014 to Skull Island and hopefully Godzilla 2. I mean, people kept comparing this to, like, they were trying to make Chronicle crossed with Power Rangers, and it well, didn't quite work. Because it felt like they never took the dramatic parts of Chronicle serious enough. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is kind of, we want to start it that way, but then it never really gets that 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 resonance that Chronicle had. Yeah. You know? And I kind of feel like there is the possibility, there is the chance for a great Power Rangers movie out sure. there. It's like, what, five teens? I don't even know. Uh, sure. Who, who, like, stumble across these Why powers. Here, Chris? But, yeah, <laughs> find out there's an intergalactic conspiracy of people with weird shit on their heads. And, like, <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, and, and, like, I have to deal with all that. And I'm just kind of like, that's, like, I see a way in which that's almost Lovecrafty and, like, horror. Sure, where know? it's like, oh, my God! Yeah, it's, like, the maybe the suits don't look just like somebody spray-painted in pastels motorcycle outfits. And instead, they're, like, weird, spiky, off-putting, strange, alien-looking thing. Which is kind of what they... disagreed with the designs that they went with for literally everything in that uh, movie. Fair enough. Like, I mean, Goldar looks like a big man, na- a naked man covered in melted cheese. And he's supposed to be a winged lion monster. Wasn't there, like, somebody did a really awesome, like, short Power Rangers film shortly before this came out? Like, uh... Yeah. That all the fans <laughs> got really mad about. Well, it, it's, it, it was it, it was, was intended as a parody. Take. It was yeah. supposed to be yeah. a parody, and that's what. I, and if you ta- if you look at it, it was super grim dark. Par- it was so super grim dark, but it was it was so super grim dark that it was it was meant to be a parody because they're yeah. like. They're like kids these days. All they want is grim dark. Here's your fucking grim dark. Yeah. See how you like it. And then they the fucking power. loved yeah. it. And the person behind it was like, "What have I done?" Yeah. Okay. There's. Yeah. I would. I would say to end talking about Power Rangers. What I would say is. Good luck. Yeah. Is if you want what the movie was going for. Uh, I would recommend uh, getting Boom uh, Comics uh, Go Go Power Rangers, Ooh, yes. um, which is. That's basically what the what the comic is. It's it's the first it's the first days of the Rangers getting their powers, and it's 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 the original team, the f- original five, and them basically having to deal with this uh, having powers and having to deal with balancing school, and it's just a distilled version of the original show, just a little more serious, not super dark, but just dark enough, and it's. It's super well written, and I and I may have done a cover for it, so you should go check it out. Um, so hashtag humble plug, <laughs> humble plug. That's good. Humble, humble plug. Good. That's adorable. Nice. So um, I I'm think that it. moving on for. Move, I, uh, I charge a small royalty fee. It's for, worth for it. Usage. Totally worth it. Moving on from there. Earth a quarter. That should cover me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, there's some. There were a couple of things that. Um, just Morgan and I have seen, and just I saw. And I think the one thing I will talk about briefly is I did see Godzilla Planet of Monsters, or Planet of the Monsters, or Monster Planet, or Kaiju Wakse, or whatever you want to call it. And it's the it's the new animated Godzilla movie, which that's twice in a row now I've gotten to see a Japanese Godzilla movie in the theaters opening weekend. 
I don't live a charmed life. <laughs> you're like the one guy, Jen, that they're all like, okay, that guy's all right. You're like fucking the guy from Shogun at this point. <laughs> like, you know, I'm on san like, All right. I guess it's okay. You get, you know, I grudgingly respect you now. <laughs> you can see the opening night of Godzilla movies here. Oh, my God. I feel like you're joking, but it's true. Yeah. There, one, still don't subtitle them for them. No, which I'm very offended by. <laughs> I can't listen. I can't understand all their moon speak. Well, we all, we all know that Japanese is a superior language in every way to English, so... I mean, it's definitely Why, it's, more complicated. Uh, to be fair, you're the one who's entering their world. Uh, on force, maybe you should take some Japanese class. Well, why don't I just run around the streets with an octopus tentacle and a fish and ride around on people's... You did that on New Year's Eve! I mean, here... Uh, <laughs> No, I'm just I'm making a snide comment about Logan Paul, but we'll move on. Oh, um, let's not. Let's yeah. not. Yeah. The but the but the movie was okay. It was pretty cool getting to see yet another Godzilla movie opening weekend. And the thing though is, um, this is very much a part one. It's part one of three animated movies that they're making because, and I and I believe the director of Shin Godzilla mentioned this at a convention. He said that Japan, uh, Toho can't make live-action Godzilla movies until after 2020. Oh, after the Godzilla versus King Kong that the Americans are doing? Yes. That's part of the contract. I think that the idea was that they didn't want to oversaturate the market, which is what killed the franchise back in 2004. And, and so they're getting to do these three animated movies. They did the first one uh, back in November. They're doing another one in May. And I don't know when they're doing the next one, but they want to get these movies out so that way Legendary can sort of take over and they can do their two Godzilla movies and then we'll just see how things go. I mean, which is a weird thing because you're kind of like, yeah, this is totally unavailable here, right? At the moment that Netflix put up the money, like, they they were a sponsor on this and they are putting it on Netflix. Yeah, it's supposed to be out already on Netflix. Yeah, so and it's not, I don't know what the problem is. I think... Do you want, do you want me to get my Kroger? Uh, I don't care that much. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, that's fine. So I know I care for you. No, I, but you've I already watched true. it in its native Japanese. Yeah, I just... I'm sure you understand everything that happened perfectly. You know what? To be perfectly honest, I, I kind of did. Okay. I, I kind of... It was a lot more... Okay, here's the thing. Say what you will about Shin Godzilla, whether you like it or you didn't. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Yes, you better. But goddamn, is that a dense fucking movie. And mm. if you don't... I I had people I saw the movie with in Japan who were like, I think I'm going to have to watch it again because I didn't catch all that. Because it's a, it's a dense movie with a lot of politics. Aaron Sorkin's Godzilla. <laughs> I mean... You're not wrong. No, no, I mean, I get that. It's just like, I don't understand the politics, so I watched it and I was like, I have no idea what any of this is about. Right, and... and <laughs> It actually took me several viewings to really start to actively enjoy it. Although, you know what was funny? <laughs> when we went to go see it as, at the premiere in Japan, Matt and I and our friend Alan were there. And we were like the, the three token whites in the mm -hmm. audience. We probably were some of the only white people in the theater, yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of our friends, but yeah. Yeah. But we, we all went with a giant group of like 20 people. <laughs> and we went to watch it. And we all knew, like, well, there's no subtitles, but you know what? It's the premiere of a Godzilla movie in Japan. Mm -hmm. Like, we are here for this fucking ride, you know? That's an event. Mm -hmm. So Alan and I both work for governmental agencies here in the States. That's where the crowbar comes in. So, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. 
So we're we're sitting there watching the movie, and like there's there's long stretches of, of talking and like you know like development and and not not monster stuff. <laughs> and every now and again, Matt would kind of look over at Alan and I to to check in on us to make sure it's like <laughs> make sure like, your brains aren't leaking out yeah, of your he's, ears. He's like yeah. he's like I'm so happy. Are they happy? I don't know. So he'll lean over and check out. And during all of this bureaucracy and the meetings and everything, Alan and I, both of us, we've got our arms crossed, head tilted, going, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Well, we are following that part perfectly. So that premiere was subtitled? No. Yeah. It was not? It no. was not. Oh, so no. you still had a very basic idea? Oh, no. We, he and Alan and I understood exactly what You'd was happening. you go to the bar and get your guy gin and tonic and just... <laughs> 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 oh my god! I gotta make a drink called that. That's awesome. I like that's not even like a real thing, but I want to do a cosplay of that. A guy gin and tonic. Yeah. Shit, we'll have to figure that out. That's high level stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so so with Shin Godzilla, it was super dense and it was kind of hard to suss out if you weren't a governmental employee. But um, I have one skill. <laughs> but 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 uh, Planet of the Monsters is. There, there is a lot long stretches of dialogue because it's written by Genma Rabuchi, who's a fairly prominent up and like not even so much up and coming. He's just he's the new hotness right now in the anime scene. He's worked on uh, Madoka Magica. He worked on uh, a Kamen Rider series, which is regarded as one of the best Kamen Rider series. He's done a lot of pretty well regarded stuff. So to get him to write a Godzilla movie was really interesting. And he likes his uh techno babble sci-fi dialogue though. So I could tell there were there were these long stretches where I was like, mm, I don't I, I get what they're talking about. I'm just not getting the finer details. No, they just need to readjust the inertial dampler dampeners <laughs> to be able to make the tachyon fields. Oh uh, have they tried to reverse the polarity though? Exactly. You guys are joking. This is the <laughs> most Star Trek Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Okay. Like there's, it's it's actually like, okay. So the basic plot is that in the not too distant future, (laughs) that uh, monsters, the monsters are rising. It's kind of a Pacific Rim scenario where these monsters start popping up and they start destroying cities. Literally popping. Yeah, (laughs) and and you're not wrong. And the. And and each monster shows up. They're kind of humanity's barely able to fend them off. And then here comes Godzilla, and Godzilla is more powerful than anything they've ever seen. And and there's actually a, a small like you could you blink and you miss it, but if you pay attention to the opening dialogue, the opening like prologue, they talk. There's a there's a there's a, a, a satellite picture of the United States where they try to nuke Godzilla with fourteen nukes. So it's just like the entire, like, eastern part of the United States is just covered in craters because they just nuked the shit out of him repeatedly and he just, he just shrugged it off. Hmm. Did they, did they know how Godzilla was made? Yeah. Like, the, it, well, in this fine. movie, they're, they're, um, in this movie, it's actually kind of nebulous as to what exactly he is. They did, clearly did not look at the monster manual. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if, ah, yes, if he has plus slot, 10 strength for radiation. Like yeah. Oh, well. But I will say, though, it always seems weird for Godzilla movies in general. You're just kind of like, okay, so a bunch of kaiju show up and start causing trouble, and then, oh, here comes Godzilla. We don't see the scene where he's like, I'll tell you what, guys, I hear you're having a problem with kaiju. You pay me this much, I'll take care of your little problems. Godzilla is the fucking mafia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's basically the big kaiju enforcer. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the Punisher. I mean, that's yeah. why he showed up in the in the 2014. Yeah, like he, he, stop a couple of kids from boning. He's yeah. the, he's the god lizard father. He's the, 
I hate giant you. Cup. Um, giant cut. <laughs> so, but well, here's the thing. He's not showing up to fight human. If you fight the monsters, he's showing up and he's like destroying cities. Mm. And so it, it gets it gets so bad that these other aliens show up. And what I like is that they're actually references to past Godzilla monster movie aliens, like the Planet X aliens mm. and these the the third planet for the black hole aliens. And and uh, they have a couple of plans, and those plans fall through to try to help humanity because they're like they're like we lost our planets, and we don't want to see you lose your planet. So. Then, unfortunately, their plans all fail, so their final backup plan is, you know, why don't we just take everybody, put you on a ship, and we're just going to fire take you out of another space. planet? We're taking another planet. It's, it's Mass Effect Andromeda, essentially. I'm I'm I, want, I don't need Kaiju for that. Let's just go. Where do I buy my tickets? The problem... Uh, Get right? your crowbar, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Just, just a suitcase full of crowbars. <laughs> I only pack me? the essentials. Yeah. Right. 27 crowbars. <laughs> one for each one for each day of the month. Well, you have to have specific crowbars. They all have their own bonuses. And- yeah. And I've got like I a mean- mini one on the keychain. Aw, that's oh, adorable. I kind of want to find that for you now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I can find it in Japan. Um, but the thing is that it's like Andromeda. Once they get to the planet, they realize, oh, shit. We done fucked up. We done fucked up. The planet's not inhabitable. Like something happened and the planet's not happening. One job. Look where you're fucking going. I think it had something to do with alien travel agency. It had something to do with the uh, with the time dilation. Like the fire festival. (laughs) (laughs) It's the alien fire festival. Fucking take your word for that. You don't know about the fire festival. The one where the super rich guy charged an enormous amount of money oh, to, like, tickets to this festival. The one down and, in the islands? And it was like, yeah. nothing was fucking set up. Yeah. It was, a, it was I, a train wreck. I remember that now. Yeah. Yes, I, I absolutely remember that. Dude, that was it's so It's not on... <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah, it, it, it... God, I... This isn't as funny. This isn't so much funny ha-ha oh, as funny. No, this is serious. It actually is pretty goddamn serious because uh, they're having to uh, put uh, all the old people onto ships and float them out outside of the ship and blow up the ships because they're running out of food and water. They have to kill all the old people? Yeah. It's so Jesus. it's like the fire fest down here. <laughs> <laughs> there are no old people showed up. The yeah, they're they're that just was the reverse. They, they were, were having exciting <laughs> a bunch of annoying like Paris Hilton type yeah, teenagers. A bunch there, of the fucking the died. fucking Instagrammers yeah. and the Tinder yeah. all this the, is the a kids. Solid plan. I'm <laughs> gonna put a pin in that. Yeah, there's a yeah. horror movie there to be made. I'm oh sure. shit! Yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, given that horror movies bread and butter is annoying teenagers. Yeah. You just go There's to the thing who hates all of those people. The pretentious oh, man, it's like rich. the de- most. It's like the most the deadliest game. Yeah, but like with annoying teenagers. Battle Royale with oh. with like a bunch of Paris Hiltons and what have you oh. out there. And, and God, Hollywood, give us money. I would watch that movie. I would. Yeah, I, I would make that. that movie. Yeah, give me the money. <laughs> just looks at me like Morgan, dead panic. Hand me your crowbar. <laughs> Wait, I gotta finish my I gotta finish my my oh, podcast well, we gotta, first. We gotta do the podcast. So, but then you know the crowbar. But then the crowbar. Oh my god, you yeah. fucking yeah. people! Um, <laughs> we have totally stolen. I got, I got no, your back on It's fine. It's fine. Well, I don't want to give too much away about this because um, it's not out yet in America, and um, but but the but a lot of this is kind of already known. Is that the. Um, is that they're in a, humanity is between a rock and a hard place. They're like, okay, we either, we're either all gonna starve to death on this ship, 
or we're going to, tr- we, we can't go down to the planet. So we're either going to starve death on the ship or this one guy came up with a plan. He spent 20 years. Cause that's how long they've been on the ship is 20 years. So he spent his entire life studying all the data they had about Godzilla and figuring out a plan to kill Godzilla. And, and so basically everyone says, all right, Let's do it. <laughs> we're going to go kill Godzilla. Well, we've spent 20 years and killed off all the elderly. Now we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's more to it than that. a whole new generation of elderly to kill off. Yeah. we got to throw them, them at Godzilla. We'll put them in elderly cannons. And just <laughs> oh, get, God. this grenade. Don't try not to let go of the pin until you get right up close. <laughs> Jesus, oh <my> God. God. <laughs> so their plan is to go back to Earth to take it back from Godzilla. Unfortunately, because of the way... Um, because of the way lightspeed travel works in this universe, in, the, in this uh, in this film, there's time dilation, which means, of course, that uh, twenty years maybe passed for them, twenty thousand years passed on Earth. Okay, so more or less the way that time travel works at light speed. See, I didn't know that was an established. I didn't know that was an established uh, relativity thing. See, I didn't. I didn't know that was an established thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard it from light speed. Time moves much slower for or faster for everyone else than it does for you. I remember that was a big point in the anime Gunbuster. That's a real and, thing. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Was I mean, real. In, it was a real theory. I love it when they use real science. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. So, so that's what they they that's what they do. They 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 figure out. Oh shit! Time dilation. The entire planet has been. Completely changed, like it's covered in jungle now. Oh no! And I thought you were going down there. There's like big Godzilla cities. All these Godzillas and like fedoras. Oh, <laughs> like, why wasn't that in the movie? <laughs> oh my god! It's just come full circle. Now it's all these little Godzillas doing the selfies. Yeah, and like, exactly. I mean, it's That'd be awesome. I mean, it's basically yeah. The planet's been taken over, and there's some pretty interesting twists that happen. And I really can't wait to watch it subtitled. But the only real complaint I have is that it's a little, it's a little tech heavy and it's a little dry. But again, if I have subtitles, I'll probably like it more because it has a bit of a Star Trek feel to it. True enough. And it's very much part one because it ends, it ends on a pretty big cliffhanger. And it's clear that they're working into part two and part two is going to be Mechagodzilla. Wow. Yeah. And Mechagodzilla. Is that the human's response to coming there? We'll build our own Godzilla? That what could go wrong? Apparently, Mechagodzilla <laughs> was already built. Oh. And it cre- it turned into this giant living machine city. So yeah. much like it will for us when they try to make a sex robot, everything will go horribly <laughs> yes, wrong. Yes, exactly. Wait, wait, I have a question. I have a question. Uh, so this Godzilla from the anime is the biggest Godzilla. Yes. Okay. Well, is, is, does Mecha Godzilla match? That's the interesting question because Mecha Godzilla. We yet. haven't seen the second one yet. Mecha Godzilla is hinted at, but we haven't really seen him hmm. or how the twenty thousand years have changed Mecha Godzilla. There's a poster. It's like Mecha Godzilla. Have you seen him on like a so, milk carton? Wait, I, I mean, I want to make sure I'm following. Hmm. So they were on Earth and they built Mecha Godzilla, right? And they didn't take him with them. Godzilla destroyed the facility. So they were like, fuck it, we gotta get out of here! Yeah. Best yeah. laid plans. Yeah. Best laid plans and all that. They didn't have they didn't have room on their spaceship for a for a four hundred foot. Uh, they could have just left all the elderly. Does, has it ever worked? Giant building a robot version of whatever you're trying to fight and sending it out. Does that ever work? I mean, ever. That's a, that's like that's like one of those listicles. I'd be really interested. In <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Okay, so we gotta we gotta move on because right. there's so What's next. I got it. So know. the next big thing, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end with something that we've all seen. But the next big thing is something that Morgan and I have seen, which is the this year's season of Ultraman. Because I don't even waiting for this. So it's Ultraman G G E E D, and. What what they're doing is recently is that Ultraman sort of had a little bit of a revival a couple of years ago because the franchise was sort of floundering for a while. It's a lot like Doctor Who. It, it was it was huge, and then it went away for a pretty big stint, and there were like little pockets of it here and there, and then boom, it came back. I used to watch it when I was like eight years old. Like, yeah. Oh, which was like in the seventies, and I would yeah. go like, I don't even know what's happening, but this is cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's I think it was good. the same three episodes over and over again that our <laughs> you know local what? Ne- like network with our TVs that used to, you had to turn a dial. Junk, oh my God. Junk, junk, junk. I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen those three episodes. Man. I've seen those kinds of TVs on other TVs. Yeah, yeah. My, on, on period pieces. And, <laughs> yeah, my, 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 uh, I think there were, I think there were maybe that, like man. dinosaurs or monocles involved. I don't when, know. when you've lived as long as I have, <laughs> you start to realize you need companions to take on you with you on your voyage. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because. <laughs> Well, you really, you the really Doctor just reference God. man. That's all it took, huh? You're right over there. I love it. Despite all your problems, and you're killing each other, and you're dying, and your heart inside there's a nobility. <laughs> Does that sound like the Doctor? I'm yes. trying. you're getting there. You're getting you get there. there. You get yeah, it's funny because the previous uh, season of Ultraman, Ultraman Orb from last year, was very Doctor Who esque. Mm. No, it was basically. The Japanese Doctor Who. Mm. Like, he had the requisite bitch and coat. He was like this mysterious time and space traveler with like this, the hinted at tragic backstory. Yeah. He, he had a, he had, I mean, I call it a legitimate love interest. It's as close as you get in that kind of a show. In right. a Japanese children's show. For a Japanese sure. children's show. <laughs> nothing ever explicit. And he had this kooky. They hugged cast. once. They hugged once? Yeah. That that's, happens. That's almost like sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For kids, it might as well be. Well, right. it's like, that's right. like, well, you hugged her? Yeah, what basically. happened? Tell me all the details. Basically. You hugged a girl? <laughs> but yeah. And so I would actually be curious to know your opinion of that series because it was super doctory. You have my attention. Yeah. yeah. But this new season, um, so what they're doing is they're, it's, it's a, it's a reboot. Well, what it is with Ultraman is that it used to be they had a continuous series, and then they started rebooting it where every series was a different, just a different continuity. Like, it was completely like Ultraman's first time anyone seen an Ultraman. Yeah, it's either in a new universe or it's it's tangentially it's Straight related. up reboots. Yeah, and it's, just, it's not directly yeah. following a story. And now, each season, they've established that this is a multiverse, and each season is another sphere in the multiverse because there are Ultramen who do cross from series to series and will you know, like the popular ones the popular nice. ones uh, well, the cool ones everybody likes that one well yeah it's the bender you know it's you 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 laugh but it is the cool Ultraman who's jumping between he's Ultraman Zero and Wait, he, what's up guys yes that's how he talks yes uh, really we're not kidding. That's he's like I he's like uh, he's the cool like kind of badass kind of like he's, he's the one like all the, the girls. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra 
Tom had the fonts. <laughs> I love yeah, it. But I'm right. You are right. He That's has hysterical. he has a big part in this series. Uh, the basic gist of this of this series, which you can see on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll has all the recent Ultraman series, and there is and a couple of the on PlayStation. Like, yes. they've got Leo and Seven, I think. They've got well, they've got a bunch of they've got eighty Leo Gaia. Nexus Max, no, maybe a free to watch too. Uh, I think to a world? point they're free to watch. Okay. Yeah, I think it's what six ninety nine a month or seven yeah, ninety nine. No, I mean, nine. I, you bet your ass! I have a subscription. I will never be getting rid of it until they get rid of Ultraman, which they won't. Uh, but the the basic gist of this new series is that uh, it's about it's this young. It's the youngest Ultraman ever, the youngest protagonist to play an Ultraman. And he is this dumb baby face, like, named Riku, who is just the dumbest baby. And He's a literal child. Like, he's supposed to be 19, but no. He's like 16. He is, he right. is clearly 9. Like, <laughs> Well, he's very, he's got a very youthful face. I mean, fake IDs are cheap. Yeah. I'm sure. And he um, kind of gets, he kind of, it, it, it becomes revealed to him that he is an Ultraman. And... Which means he can transform and grow gigantic and fight monsters. Could he didn't find that out on, by accident? Because that would be... You thought puberty was better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! I'm now 200 feet! And so is the boner! <laughs> that will not go away! Ultra Man, come to the front of the hat class and fill out on the chalkboard. Mm. I'd rather not! <laughs> It's, it's coming. Yeah. So no, I didn't. I'm, I'm not so, anyway, Ultraman. So, yeah, and, and this is a series that... Can we move on from talking about boners, please? <laughs> Gladly. This is the series that they have a bunch of really talented martial artists as a bunch of the main characters. Because there's a lot of um, human-scale fighting, too. Because Ultraman, it's not just kaiju. There's a lot of alien races, and there's recurring villains and stuff. And the big hook for this series is... Jeed, Riku's alter ego, Ultraman Jeed, which is a dumb name he came up with, um, is, is, uh, he discovers that he is actually the son of Ultraman Belial. And Belial is the dark Ultraman. Like, he is the Vader of the Ultra franchise. So there's a bad Ultraman, too? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. At least the one. Yeah, I mean, there have been others, but he's the one that's like the kind of the, the poster child for evil Ultraman. Okay. He's black and red, and he's kind of got this hunched, monstery look to him. Yeah. He's really cool, too. He's got a great voice and everything. Best are kind of cool. Yeah, he's, he's kind of got a bit of a Darth Maul vibe to him, if Darth Maul, you know, had a character. Uh, Fair enough. So, uh, and, and so he finds out that he is his son, and, and at the beginning of the series, it's it's kind of alluded to in a strange way, I think. But basically, Belial was from a different universe, and he came to this universe, and he blew everything up. Like he destroyed the universe. They okay. call it the Crisis Impact. That's it? Yeah. And he, he, he killed everyone. Like, they super died. But then... <laughs> Ultraman MacGuffin follows him <laughs> from the other universe. Ultraman King, who's like this god-level Ultraman. Okay. From like a way back. He's a classic character. Okay. Yeah. Not a fan. <sighs> she doesn't like MacGuffin characters. Fair I, enough. I hate King. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but he, he follows him and he saves everyone by like basically dissolving and becoming the new universe. He okay. used his power to pull the universe back together to right before the Crisis Impact... 
but he destroyed himself doing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a running theme right when Jeed first appears that people mistrust him because he looks like Belial. Because people remember Belial. For some yeah. reason... They remember. Well, they remember Belial, they but they don't remember the crisis. The f- they don't remember everything being destroyed. They just remember Crisis Impact, which is when Belial shows up. It's it's a little, it's, it's a little janky. Yeah, okay, but, yeah. fair enough. Anyway, so there's like this this interesting running theme of like I'm the son of the bad guy. Like I look like the bad guy. People mistrust me. This world doesn't have Ultraman. Nobody knows like what the fuck is this tall guy now. <laughs> right. But yeah, and and so that's really interesting. But uh, personally, I feel like it's something that they don't really super commit to. Yeah, they don't really develop it. It's in this, like, in this, the, we are talking about the new series. The yeah, new series. Yeah. Okay, so who is he fighting? He's fighting oh, lots of dudes. Well, yeah. the main villain is there's not usually a main villain. It's communist. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, obviously the, the red threat, the red menace. <laughs> um, no, well, there's a there's a guy who is clearly working for Belial, mm-hmm. who's who is still around somewhere. Belial's around, but it's kind of it's a mystery as to where he is and what happened to him. But there's this guy, uh, what was his name? The character's name? Yeah. Fukuida K. K, yeah. So K is like this, is like this, this evil genius who's manipulating Riku to do something. And, uh, he's got these powers to summon monsters, essentially. And by using DNA of previous monsters, the gimmick, the big gimmick for the series is also these fusion capsules where they take classic characters, combine them with the capsules, and create, like, these fusion characters. It's weird. But it's, it's necessarily very toyetic, because Bandai bought out the series from Superaya. Sure. Because it was kind of it was kind of floundering. It was failing. But now, since a toy company owns them... They're, they're going like, to try and yeah, sell they, toys. They want right. to put in as much as they can to sell toys, which sure. is understandable, but it also kind of sucks, because it really... It's what ruins Star Wars. It really hampers the series. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> it really hampers the series as far as, like, they have to have these Sailor Moon-style extended transformation sequences showing off the toy, and, like, look what it does, and this is Ew. the move, and you buy the toy so you can do this, too. All right, but you're saying that everything else is good enough that, like, if, once you get past... It kind of elevates yeah, it. If yeah, you, if you can... If you can let go and and not worry about those elements. Yes, it's a great series. I mean, it's every '80s kids cartoon that exists. I yeah. mean, was just an excuse to yeah. sell toys. Sure, I would say that the the series that has the best use of its toyetic elements was the series from twenty fifteen, the series from twenty fifteen, which was Ultraman X, which. Oh. X is one of my favorite series because it has amazing. amazing special effects. Really great uh, use of camera work for Who's your the director mini- for that. Kiyotaka Taguchi. Oh, Taguchi. Yeah, Taguchi. I've met him a few times. He's a super cool guy, and it just—I I might show you some clips afterwards because it's like really amazing camera work for just guys in suits. Okay, and. Um, and they they elevate the toyetic elements to the point where you feel in like they was that was when that was back when they their big toyetic element were um were the spark dolls which are just little bandai figures of the monsters yeah just little vinyl toys there's little vinyl toys of the monsters that you can buy in stores except in the show they are the actual monsters, they've just been trapped in these toy doll forms. <laughs> okay. You know, like a living nightmare. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's really horrific when you say it like that. And it's like a, if the kaiju had their own Twilight Zone show, what that would be like. Right? I mean, it's, it's, and, but what's kind of, 
what's what's kind of awesome about it is that the main character of that series, old Daichi, old old Daichi, he's just the he's just the most precious cinnamon roll. He wants to he wants to live in harmony with the monsters. So he is getting the spark dolls, but he knows that if he unleashes them bad things will happen but he knows that the but he's also like figured out a way to translate the monster's thoughts and like kind of take care of them while they're trapped in their toy forms and stuff so she's basically the computer system in the matrix <sighs> i mean if you want to go completely why are you making this it? dark what are you doing what are you doing it's, it's a children's show it's pretty dark <laughs> It's, I mean, he's not the one who, well, no, he is, because X is the one who turns them back into spark dolls. Yeah, and he does it by beating them half to death. Well, he also blasts them with a laser beam, so. Oh, yeah, don't make it it's dark, like, Chris. It's like, with, it's like with Pokemon, you got to beat the shit out of them before you can capture that them. That always disturbs me. I'm like, what are you guys selling to kids here? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of a blind, blithe earnestness to Ultraman that. Uh, it really is the most sincere thing I've ever seen seen in my life. I love yeah. it. Okay. And uh, and so Jeed, we we enjoyed Jeed. Yeah. We thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I like to nitpick Jeed because it it's such a good series that the things about it that I don't like stand out to me. And the my big problem with Jeed is that the main character is the least interesting part of that <laughs> entire show. Right. Like he's he's supposed to be kind of a little bit of a bland everyman stand-in. He's for, a protagonist for, coon. Yeah, he's protagonist coon for you the audience member. All of the side characters are so freaking interesting. There's this cool uh, Chinese sword chick. There's um Yeah, she's on like a revenge quest and she's this badass martial artist. Huh. There's a men in black style organization that's like trying to keep the world safe. They have one human member and she's kind of dumb. Yeah, like she's like this weird klutz, but she's very earnest and sincere about everything and she works with this guy. Okay, I don't I do not know who came up with this idea? I don't know who was high when they signed <laughs> off on it because it should not work and it does. The the guy that she works with, who's like her her boss basically in this organization or her this partner. This men in black organization. We're talking about Jeet again, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. This, this guy who's like her partner or her boss, I'm not sure. He's he's a stunt actor. He's an actual stunt actor who normally walks around in suits. So he never. He does not have facial expressions. He's an alien. He's an alien, and he's assumed a human form, but his human face never makes facial expressions, and his mouth never moves when he talks. Ugh. So no, in, it's amazing though because like he'll have these monologues, and the actor will just be like like slightly moving his head and like like emphasizing right. with his body because he's a suit actor and that's what he does in this suit. So right. he sells it really well, but it's bizarre. Even though he's not wearing a suit. Yes, yeah. but it's bizarre because all, like, all the other characters will stop and look at him as though he's talking and I'm like, this has to be the most awkward thing to film in the world. I really wonder how they, did, like, did they record his lines beforehand and Somebody's then play them Somebody's got to be off- saying it off screen yeah. so that they can just have the timing right. But it's just like, it's just like, I mean, and there's no video here. We're on a podcast. I guess it's like, better than looking at a tennis ball. I mean, yeah. And that's the thing about Japanese productions is that... It's like it, but it shouldn't work, but it does. It's yeah. bizarre. Is that they do everything in camera. It's all like... They still have this tangibility of like guys in suits and stunt actors. Yeah, and just wait. Should just film it. Film it. We'll fix it in post. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when they're doing the fights, they have guys like like their fights are sometimes set up on these slightly elevated platforms where the miniatures are, and they've got literal dudes 
under, like, slightly out of sight of the line of camera, so that when they land or they stomp their feet, they have literal handfuls of dirt that they're just... Pfft, they're like throwing up to make like the dirt bombs. And these it's hundred percent what happens. That's it's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, stuff you wouldn't think about because it's not the type of thing we do here. But yeah. you're right. like, well, that's standard over there. Yeah. Right. And the fact that they're still doing it is is a testament. And uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk about it. We we're, we may have to have our own Ultraman podcast at I some could, point. I could do an entire podcast on Gene. We will put a pin in that but because we I think we need to go ahead and wrap this up because okay. it's getting a little late you know, and we've final. been yammer for for a while so my big final thing I wanted to talk about was Shape of Water because <laughs> we all saw that and I was really sad I didn't get to be on the one of us review for that yeah. but he I was said, he sent me the text equivalent of him going blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, Matt didn't yeah. you uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you didn't you you said that somebody leaned over in the theater and said Matt Frank is gonna lose his shit when he sees this <laughs> yeah. it's like this is such a Matt Frank movie oh my god despite not having a giant kaiju it just right from the beginning You're like yeah this is all the hitting all these marks of stuff that Matt Frank really yeah. I mean that's just it is like it's it's an again it's an it's like it's like a colossal where it's an example of taking this genre and just 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 doing something with it making a goddamn film del toro came out with one of his two best films he's ever made with this i'm still like i mean it's a very different film than pan's labyrinth mm-hmm. right. but both of them have so much more depth than your average del toro release right uh, like this is a super heartfelt beautiful looking mm-hmm. uh super innovative Kind of awkward love story, yeah. to say the least. I was like, you know, if there's a love scene that they have to explain that your like male protagonist has a cloaca, yeah, with the little finger, yeah, God, it's like okay, you, I remember uh, when we got out of the theater, uh, Morgan said to me, um. Uh, I saw a lot more of Sally Hawkins than I expected to. <laughs> yeah, because the film, from the soundtrack and the way it's shot, feels like it's a children's film. But it is it not Mm-mm. a children's it film. Does, it's a because it's a fairy tale. No, yeah. you're exactly right, though. Like, Matt was just talking about this, about how a lot of people were complaining online about, like... I didn't well, a like, lot of people, like, like air okay, quotes, like, like, like a, a, a vocal minority. Yeah, yeah. like... A Tumblr person. I don't know. Yeah. But like, like a little bit on the pearl clutching side. Like, I wasn't expecting all that violence. And you're <laughs> like, and and people will will kind of clap back at them. And it's like, do you know how to read like the the ESRB? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the rating system is rated R. But I'm like, no. You know what? I kind of empathize with that because just based on the trailers, like I was told. This is rated R, but it didn't really register. It wasn't what I was expecting. Toro made a Neil Gaiman film, basically. Oh, you know, know, that's an interesting way to look at it. The way that something nobody's really doing on the whole, with the exception now of the adaptation of American Gods by Neil Gaiman, Mm. is stuff that's clearly a fairy tale, but is definitely rated R and for adults. It is a dark fairy tale, which, by the way, is how all fairy tales started. Yeah, it's it's this... It's it's this... It's kind of what uh, uh, my friend Raphael Coronelli describes as um, writing without without restrictions, essentially. Like, not... You you write for what will work in the film without being concerned of what people are going to think of it mm. or what people are going to react to it. Like, well, I can't have this. 
Like uh, he he wrote a, a a book that came out recently, Y two K Yuki Conquers a World. I'm sure you guys listening have heard me raving about it. But it's a kaiju book. But there's a fairly explicit uh, same sex scene in the book. But it makes sense for the characters, and it's a very important part of the story. Right. But it's fairly explicit. He basically describes two women having sex. And it's an example of just not really giving a shit and just making the film or making the story or writing the thing. And just, you put in what's going to make the biggest impact, but still having it be relevant and resonating. Like, like I was super ooked out when um, Michael Shannon tears off his goddamn fingers. <laughs> I was, well, because the whole movie you, is building up to something happening with his fingers. Right. right? And as watching as his sanity, which was hanging on by a thread to begin yeah, with, right. yeah. is just disintegrating along with his rotting fingers. Yeah. And you're not sure exactly what's going to happen with those, but you know when it does, it's going to be fucking nasty. Normally, yes. (laughs) Normally when you, when you remove a toxic part of yourself or, or, or something with that. We said we weren't going to talk about my ex. Oh. (laughs) That got a little bit. Damn. I had to take the joke. No, it's a joke, I guess. (laughs) It was a joke. I love you. It was no, there was no real toxic acts. I know, I know. Well, I got it. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) No, no, I get it. It's when normally in, there's this grand moment in storytelling when this part of yourself is removed, like, uh, Superman tearing off the Starrow, uh, not the Starrow, the Black Mercy. The Black Mercy. Like Superman tearing off the Black Mercy and he has to remove this part, like it's practically like tearing off his own arm. And it's supposed to be almost this victorious moment where things are going to get better from here. This, on the other hand, was almost a subversion of that by being like, it's him, it's him doing this thing, not as a symbolic means of removing the poison from his system, but as just a literal breaking point of his madness. Mm -hmm. And him... Falling headfirst into this Samson and Delilah fantasy he's concocted for himself. And doing it in the grossest, most over-the-top way possible to put a nice bullet point on how fucked up this guy is. And what I love about his character is he's not, like, okay, he's a bad guy, but you kind of understand him in a weird way. He's a really sympathetic for him, but they round out his character to a way that he feels like a real person. Exactly. He's compelling. You understand the context that formed him. Yeah. Right. He's this, he is so much a product of his time. Like, I remember we got out of the theater and we saw it with our friend Rebecca, who is great to see movies with because she always has... She is so pithy. She says pithy (laughs) opinions. We should have her on the show sometime. Yeah. Um, She made this great observation about how there's a moment when Michael Shannon tries to have this heart-to-heart with this military general because Michael Shannon fucked up. He has got to get the fish back. And he tries to have this heart-to-heart with him. 
like tries to it's the one character in the movie he tries to reach out to yeah well he looks at him as sort of like like the only authority figure he's willing to to kowtow to right he clearly can't fucking stand his family yeah and which i think is a really interesting uh, aspect of the film as well but and the guy is just like i don't care you're yeah. basically dog shit yeah and and you fucked up and you you basically got one chance of this. Otherwise, I don't really give a shit what happens to you. And, again, it's just so indicative of the kind of story they're trying to tell. And and everybody's great in this. Oh. You know? I mean, can we just say, first off, how astonishingly good Sally Hawkins is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is a mute woman who is gives one of the most expressive and easy to understand performances of anybody in any film that came out this year. Yes. And yep. she is wonderful in a role that would be challenging just based on that alone. Right. But she's got to be falling in love with the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. So, just, challenge. Fortunately, she's working with one of the best costume actors who works in the world, oh Doug God, Jones. Oh my God, I love Doug Jones so Who's so great? Okay. Once again, putting on the creature from the Black Lagoon outfit for Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Isn't that so great? He was playing. He was playing him. He in, was uh, uh, Abe Sapien. Abe Sapien. Yeah. Right. He wasn't voicing him, but he was. Well, he was in the second one. In the second. Was yeah. he in the second one? Because who voiced him in the first one? David Hyde Pierce. But yeah. David Hyde Pierce didn't take credit. Yeah. Uh, did he not? Okay. No. Because oh, that's actually fat. Yeah, because David Hyde Pierce was the voice in the first Hellboy, and I think, and you might. I, Somebody Google this. I might be wrong. But I think what happened was he watched the film and he saw Doug Jones' performance and he said, I am not this character. This guy is this character. Doug so Jones, he, didn't, he didn't take credit. I did not know that. Uh, Doug Jones is an astonishing physical performer and this yes. is kind of his masterpiece yes. of work right here. Uh, yeah. With, and this also, what a wonderful example. When people go, you, you would talk to a studio executive, should we do CG or should we do practical? And you go, you 95% practical. Yep. 5% CG. Right. And this is the poster child, the amphibian guy for that. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the, the the poster fish. Yeah, the poster fish. Yes, uh, the, he, for anyone who's interested, should check out this documentary called Men in Suits. It's a fantastic documentary uh, that has just a, a ton of suit actors, and because that's what it's about. And it's about how... You have to have an actor in the suit, and it has and it has Doug Jones in it. It has uh, Haruo Nakajima, who's the original Godzilla, who we also lost last year, sadly. And um, oh, and Tom Woodruff Jr. That's right, Tom Woodruff Jr. of Amalgamated Dynamics, and he was uh, he's played a bunch of aliens, and he, I think he was in Congo. I think so. One of the apes in Congo, not like not Amy. Amy was a tiny woman. Uh, but yeah, just, I really highly recommend that if you want to, if you want to check out like fucking Congo. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen that since it came out. It's like one of the people on my horror podcast deliveries and the damn keeps defending it. And we're all just like shake our head. <laughs> I mean, admit, we admit we haven't seen it in a long time, but we're pretty sure it sucks. Put him on the endangered species list. <laughs> the fucking line. You put Bruce Campbell all over the fucking posters and the trailers and you kill in the first like five minutes go fuck yourself yeah i'll give you that yeah i i don't even really remember that much about the movie so neither yeah i just remember i thought it was terrible okay i mean and and there's just there's so much to recommend about the movie i will say yes it is a little it is a little shocking if you have delicate sensibilities 
you may not the shape uh, of water. The shape of water yeah. specifically. Yeah, not, not men in suits. Not, no. not men in suits. It's not, not, not super not, shocking. Not, really no. Interesting. Men in suits should I do highly recommend um But you also highly recommend also high recommend space shape of water. Gonna buy the Blu-ray as soon as it yeah, comes out. Don't, don't bring little kids with you unless you've got one of those weird like little kids that's super mature for their age. Yeah, you know, like a, a kid, if your kid is like seen Friday the thirteenth and uh, like well, watch Jaws and there are those kids out there that are mature beyond their years and they kind of freak you out a little bit. You're like <laughs> Oh, reincarnation. Is that really a thing? <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean. In general, if you think I'm trying to protect my kid from darker stuff, there's some dark, twisted shit in here. Yeah. There's a lot of nudity. Yeah. And, and, sexual... and I don't know if you remember, but very shortly ago, we were talking about how Michael Shannon pulled off his own fingers. Rotting fingers. Ugh, man. Yeah, that just, everyone keeps coming mm. and you're like, do you smell something? <laughs> just like, oh, just like... And Richard Jenkins, oh my god, he's so great in this thing. Holy shit. Like, as as the best friend. Uh, oh. The best friend. Uh, yes. Like a graphic designer yes. to Sally Hawkins. He's got a wonderful... I am sure going to be nominated for best supporting actor performance this year. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't see this getting any Oscar nominations. No. Because it's a genre film. I, yeah, but that's changing. But it's a really good genre yeah. film. Yeah, it's been it's in, look it's it's been getting stellar reviews. If if it does, then fantastic. I'm just not holding out any hope because I don't have a very high opinion. Ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Let, sure, let, I, let, let's you don't forget, have to convince me it's a good movie. Let's not forget that the record held for the most amount of Oscars won by a film is a tie between Titanic and Return of the King. So, hey. I'm just saying. Well, okay, well... So, do you, do you need me to get my crowbar? <laughs> <laughs> I, hopefully... Well, maybe you should. Um, like, look, preparatory. Look, my yeah. opinion of the... Just be careful. You know, you don't know. You might need it. It's better to have it, not need it. Yeah. <laughs> my opinion of the Academy has been pretty goddamn low ever since the whole thing. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> ever since the whole thing with Frozen happened, where a bunch of the votes for Best Animated Feature was like, well, it was a Disney movie, so I guess we'll give it to that. No, there's a... And no, agreed. You can't take award stuff that seriously, and the, the problem is is that the academy needs to they need to just clean house and start over with mm-hmm. the voters because there's a lot of people in there who who they and stories that came out about last year and the year before that and the year before that were like people like yeah I don't even watch half of the shit that like is up sure. that in even made it to the final nominations and you're like dude you had one job <laughs> like, you literally have like five choices per category and then ten to twelve for the final one which most of which is covered from watching the other ones and when you n- g- fucking narrow it all down yeah you're like oh there's like half of the actual number of nominations or stuff you have to watch because there's so many cross things you're like no there's no excuse for that shit especially not with niche categories like animated sure which this year should go to a movie called loving vincent which is astonishing i've heard about that doctor who episode with uh vincent yeah that i get ready to get get ready to get broken to pieces all over again with a completely painted the first ever Mm -hmm. completely paint oil painted animated i I was astonished when I heard that. I was astonished. That deserves to win. It's not going to win. They're going to give it to Coco, which is a pretty good Pixar film. Sure. Yeah, like, let's not give it to the masterpiece that took 20 years to make. Let's give it to fucking the one. Chris, are you saying they need to drain the swamp? I am. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) With that crab. Except I'm... (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I went off on a rant. No, it's totally fine. There's like when the Secret of Kells didn't win, I did the (gasps) same rant. They didn't win? 
No. Of course not. Did they see Secret of Cows? No. I know, right? I mean, and then the breadwinner is shot this year by the same people, which is really fucking great. It's like, I will... I mean, it, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping that Shape of Water at least gets nominated for something. I'm not holding out hope, but hopefully it does. I, I'm, I, I am calling it, I believe it will get a lot of nominations. All it, right. it will be for this year, it will be the, the Academy's token genre film that they nominate for a shit ton of stuff. Because lately right. that seems to be their way of placating. We're going to pick one genre film, right. and we're going to give it a lot of nominations, whatever your best genre movie is. If this hadn't came out, come out, it would have been Logan. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, again. Well, we'll we'll see we'll see how things shake out. But uh, all I have to say is left is that there was a moment in this movie, and it was the it was the 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 dance number. Oh yeah. Where I my, started crying. My only complaint is that it didn't go on long enough. Mm. It I should have been a ten minute. <laughs> huge spectacle dance number and when it stops it's it feels oddly truncated you're like why is the dance number stopping i didn't feel i didn't personally feel that way but i was just i was just i was watching and i'm just like somebody made this this is a movie made by humans how impressed and, were you that doug jones did that dance yeah. in that costume i'm not I, well i mean i'm impressed well. i'm just not surprised He's Doug Jones. That's true. So there must have been some sort of demon, a dancing demon. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I still want to live in the world of that one episode of Buffy the Vampires. Overclap, just thinking about All right, well, I, I think that's going to wrap up for our 2017. Uh, 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 look back at 2017 for the gigantic cast. Uh, thank you for listening all the way through this. If you have, sorry I, about like me being the guy who constantly gets mad off subject. And and Morgan, <laughs> thank you for being the person who enabled me for that. <laughs> I mean, quite welcome. Yeah, we I'm had, here for you. We had fun. We did. <laughs> I'm glad you guys had fun. Uh, <laughs> no, I had a great time. I really appreciate you guys uh, doing this with me. I. I'm hoping to be a little more regular with Giganticast this year. Um, my, uh, uh, for those of you who are wondering where the um, episode with Simon Strange is for Godzilla Unleashed that I took questions for on Tumblr, I uh, the audio kind of got jacked up, and I have to re-record it. So you do it better the next time, because yeah. you already know the foibles, and you're like, wow, now I'm a professional. <laughs> I put on my resume. Ooh, man, professional is an, one word for it. Excellent at doing an interview with this guy. This one guy. This, this one guy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that's coming soon. Um, and uh, I, I guess looking forward to 2018... Um, I know you guys aren't super big Kaiji fans, but I don't know if there's anything that's sort of, well, you know what? What are you guys just looking forward to in general? I, I mean, do, I don't know what the Kaiju stuff, well, this is gigantic cast that we talk about Kaiju. So what is the Kaiju stuff that's coming out that we should be looking forward to? I mean, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I am super excited for Rampage because yeah. <laughs> it just looks so stupid. It does look pretty stupid. I would be more confident if it wasn't from the director of San Andreas, which yeah. I thought was fucking awful. Yeah, I heard not great things about San Andreas. Hopefully the inclusion of these ridiculous yeah. monster elements will elevate the film. Hey, you know, like I always say, it's like for, like there's very few directors that haven't done a total stinker of a film. So mm, That's true. So we'll, 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 I'll, I'm honestly more excited no. for that than I am for Jurassic World. No, no, because we all are. Because that trailer was like, yeah. yeah, the trailer was just real bad. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, you must go and save the dinosaurs from the. 
Wait, there's four other islands. <laughs> That's mind. right. Let's let the dinosaurs die. The five die. deaths. Like, but I was friends with the Velociraptor. Also, let's bring kids. Yeah, there's like a child at some point. I don't know. Well, she's like fucking time a tiny woman. She's yeah. like a tiny when will woman. They I don't learn? know. I, just, I, I, she's probably some sort of computer savant that they had some excuse Jesus for bringing Christ. along. Anyway, uh, what are the other things we should be looking forward to? Well, there's two more Godzilla anime movies coming out. Which is, uh, I'm actually, I think one of the big things that's getting a lot of buzz right now is actually that um, San Diego Comic Con. They're definitely going to have Godzilla stuff. Because oh. Godzilla 2 comes out 2019. Okay. And then they're going to be Godzilla vs. Kong is scheduled for 2020. Are we supposed to say Gojira or are we being in, in like a culturally insensitive and not saying Gojira? <laughs> no, it's been Godzilla since what, the 60s? Yeah. It's been Godzilla since 56. 56. How is Godzuki so. pronounced in Japan is what I want to It should be Godzuki. Fucking stupid. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I, I like Godzuki. I do. Um, hey. Smoke rings. Yeah, it's. Uh, Gojira and Godzilla are actually the, the same thing. Like, okay. there's no distinction, really, between the two. No, no, I always felt like I was, like, being the ugly American saying. You're not. Okay. I mean, even Japanese people I know call him Godzilla. All right, I mean, enough. whatever. All right, so what else is coming out? Uh, Pacific Rim 2? I've got... Pacific Rim 2 is coming out, and I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm. It doesn't have the Del Toro punch to its visuals, but it should be fun. I mean, I, I got no reason to think it won't be. We all I mean, love John Boyega. We yeah, but, and the director is um. <laughs> Some of us in this room more than others, apparently. <laughs> she, she, her voice got all husky. <laughs> she turned to sound like Kathleen Turner all of a sudden. There, <laughs> I, I mean, something I, I we need to talk I, about. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm, I mean, it's just that that's, that's one of the things that's honestly a good problem to have is that there's a lot of kaiju adjacent stuff coming out that it's kind of getting hard to remember it all. The embarrassment like, of riches of kaiju. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a, a new good problem to have. The, yeah. the Ultraman Jeed movie is coming out in yeah. Japan, which we're not going to get to see until somebody translates so someone it. flies you out to Japan for the premiere are they like they gonna do. Are going to put that on Crunchyroll? Like the Crunchyroll still doesn't have the, the Orb Chronicle. Yeah, I'm. I'll have to ask about that because I'm working with right now. I like so. how I ask you like, where is this? As though you can produce it for me. I mean, like, if would you I, like to borrow my crowbar? I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that crowbar's seen a lot of use during this show. Right? I like it. I mean, yeah. In case of a fire break, cro- break glass, crowbar. There. <laughs> uh, there was no fire, but I needed a crowbar. I mean, just, <laughs> just, just it's, it's a, it's, it's comfort. Gotta lock and load it. It's yeah. a. I mean, those the those are the those are the big those are the big tickets are okay. the Godzilla anime, Pacific Rim two, Rampage, Jurassic World. Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe it'll be an okay movie. It's I mean, we don't. Oh, Colin Trevorrow is still deeply involved. Oh. So. Yeah, it won't. It won't. Well, uh, well, the twentieth anniversary of Jurassic Park toys are coming out. I, man, I, I, Mondo's putting out a board game. I'm the guy who generally is like, don't fucking wipe out and reboot the series. But I'm like, okay, maybe with Jurassic Park you should wipe out and reboot the series. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what they were going trying to do with Jurassic World. Anyway, yeah, they didn't that right. did not succeed. Look, you know what? And there is a, there is going to be a new Ultraman series. <laughs> so there, there, that was the some face. joy. No, I'm. I'm. What about the one where Totoro destroys the world? I want to see that. I mean, the Studio it, Ghibli live action Totoro. 
I have a Godzilla versus and then they Totoro shirt. He just was looking for like an adorable little girl to bat, to sit on his chest, sit on his tum tums. Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, I, I just want to watch Totoro now. Yeah. Um, well, all right, so all that's that's it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, check out more of the great content on oneofus.net. And, uh, you know, and and also check me out. I'm over, I'm over on uh, rachelike.com uh, occasionally, and uh, which is to say, like, every week. And, um, yeah. And uh, also, if you keep an eye open, because Redman, my 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 Redman comic is coming out, not the rapper, uh, the, uh, the the kaiju-killing superhero. Fair so on. that'll be bilingual and available on Amazon. Don't you? Oh, it's coming, out, it's coming out in the States. It'll be bilingual, but it'll, it won't be available... Well, you'll have to order it on Amazon.jp. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, we're done! Yeah, just... just yay. Everybody, get your crowbars! We're we gotta- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what? Are we going to sing our way out? I'm like, no, we're out. Okay. We're out on that. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> God damn it. No song and dance. Okay, we're out now. <laughs>